All right. If you join the circus, what would your clown name be? Do you have to join the circus for this or just in general? You just take up clowning. If you want to go on your own and not have the backing of the big top circuses. Is that like like the union? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you want to go, if you want to go freelance clown. No, you're a clown Ronin. <laughs> Ooh, Wandering the... I like the, that. There you go. He's got a balloon sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there a samurai clown movie? Because if there's not, there should be. Uh, patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. Trademark, trademark, copyrighted, copyrighted. Way of the clowneri. Oh, what Ooh. would be a samurai clown name? There's a new gold open for you. Right in, let us know. Uh, probably John the Clown. That was pretty good. Yeah, thank you. I like that. I put a lot of thought into this, really brainstormed. and. What is your uh, catchphrase going to be? It's got to be kid-friendly, right? Uh, of course, because, you know, clowns and whatnot. Uh, whew, catchphrase. It's John the Clown, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> John McClown. Yeah, that's thought, Mr. the Clown to you. It's Mr. Okay, I thought you were going to do something I didn't something go to 12 on... years of clown school for you not to use doctor in front of it. <laughs> it's Dr. Clown. I thought you were going to say yippee Kaye something something, you know, make it a little more PG for the kiddies. Uh, it's John the Clown, y'all. It is very PG. I feel like that's very PG, and I like it. It's got a nice ring to it. Thank you. It's concise. JTC. That's my street name. <laughs> I'm, I'm honoring... The Great Shakes the Clown, and I'm going to take up the mantle. I'm going to be Shakes the Clown. Junior? No, no, Junior. Just Shakes, the, the original Shakes has moved on. And I it's don't time think you for can use his name, though. You can't be like, you know what, I'm taking, I'm going to honor Elvis Presley. I'm also going to call myself Elvis Presley. Yeah. Clown Have you talked to Bobcat about this? No, but he's moved past all that stuff. So, okay. like, officially, okay. he's like, he doesn't do the voice anymore. He doesn't do any of that stuff. So, like, I feel like he'd be okay with this. I want to see your reel that you send off to him to get approval. Oh, man. And my catchphrase, I would just straight up ape from A Mighty Wind from Fred Willard's character and be like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a great, like, random catchphrase that makes me laugh every time. I don't care if anybody else gets it or not. <laughs> But yeah, Cut, but we'll allow it. So just a lot of homages in my clown lifestyle. They're gonna be like, I recognize a lot of little things from other places in this clown. Yeah, well, there's probably not a lot of originality in the clown space anyway. Whoa, what do you got? You cars, balloon animals, balloons, face paint. All right, I've seen it. Noses. Yeah, all your clown cliches. Yeah, give me some new clown technology, bro. Where's the Where's the clown breakthroughs? Yeah, it's 2019. <laughs> I'm not impressed. We need to innovate. <laughs> Clown it up. Speaking of innovation, Mark, what is your clown name? Grunko the Clown. I'm going to be drunk all the time. And uh, you know how you do the like the water, the flower? Yeah. That squirts the water. I'm going to water your flowers. Oh, you're going to be that kind of clown. That's your catchphrase. I'm going to water your flowers. (laughs) I thought you just said water your flowers. I'm I'm for adult parties. Oh, God. Uh, Grunko the Clown for adult parties. Pay me in beer. There's there's an advertisement that I would basically just like know whatever's going on here. Yeah, Crunko, you sound like a serial killer clown. <laughs> well, that's extra. <laughs> the killing is extra. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark. You can join with Garrett and John. Guys, how are we doing today? Oh, we are doing. It's a big day. My neck hurts from that transition. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty quick. Sometimes you just feel when it's time to move into it. Yeah, I understand. So what have you guys been up to since last time? Not a whole lot, to be honest, actually. Uh, By the... Well, no. Nothing. (laughs) 
by the time you hear this. Yeah, I was going to say that, but that's not, that's inaccurate. But later in September, uh, I will be on the Threequill podcast with our friend Leroy, who has been on this podcast a couple of times. Uh, So keep an ear out for that. It is threequill.club. Mark, would you invite him to this? I only found out about it yesterday when John told me. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of shady behind the back stuff going on here. <sighs> well, I know it's brutal. No, it's cool. Can I say That's it's cool. about? Oh, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what it's about. You hear that, yes. Grave Talk listeners? Uh, don't, there's going to be an opening soon. <laughs> it is about Leprechaun 3. And as okay. the no. podcast is uh, Leprechaun fanboy, I believe that is what uh, led to this. I can think of no better person to be on that episode. I know. I why love don't Leprechaun. You, why don't you explain the premise of this podcast? Uh, okay. So quickly, we're not here to advertise for free. You hear that Leroy's in a check. <laughs> yeah. Money order, whatever. <laughs> Burger but King me. It, they discussed the third, uh, entry in a series. Um, they've done the matrix, uh, obviously leprechaun and, uh, Oh my God. I want to talk about karate kid part three. So bad. Uh, Leroy, I'm sure you're listening with karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes. Ooh. Yeah. Let's just talk about Karate Kid, you guys. Okay. I believe there are three surf ninjas as well, so. Oh, my God. You can do it. Yeah. yeah. On High Mountain or whatever, right? Yeah. So, also, <laughs> so Mark's in for surf ninjas. <laughs> no, no. Three ninjas. Three there ninjas. There was only one surf ninja. Oh, right. Three, three ninjas. Three ninjas. Ooh. Right. Fuck. Yeah. Three ninjas. Is it the one JTT? No, he know. wasn't in that. Um, I think maybe the older brother was, though. There was Brad a lot of fucking ninja movies. All those movies. white kids from the 90s yeah. look the same. <laughs> they were all, Floppy blonde yeah. hair. There were so many ninja movies in the 90s. Dude, America was obsessed with ninjas dude, <laughs> in the early 90s. Like They were yeah. everywhere. That's true. We were rotten with ninjas Children ninjas, here. mostly, though. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll drop a link to that when it comes out on our Instagram and Facebook page so you guys can check it out. Garrett, you been up to anything? Uh, watched a couple movies, watched some horror movies. Um, I'll talk about those later. By the time this comes out, um, I will have seen Three from Hell, and we are doing an episode about it. It's a .5, so it won't be with the normal crew, but we will be talking about Rob Zombie's Three from Hell coming up. Um, also, some news. I found out that there's a Monster Squad documentary coming out called Wolfman's Got Nards. Oh, that's Ooh. aptly titled. So it's basically kind of like about the history and its cult following and the movie itself. So that's sure, cool. going to be pretty cool. That sounds almost like that one that came out about Troll 2, where they were showing all the guys going oh, to conventions yeah. and stuff like that. So that I, I'm down for that. I love seeing that kind of stuff. I do too. Yeah. Especially when it's a film I like. Agreed. Yeah. That's great. Other documentary news that came out. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember back in 2014 time frame. There was all those clown sightings uh, in yes. Florida. Remember I all remember that, all that deeply. Oh, yeah. There is a documentary coming out about that. Now, that particular clown is known as Wrinkles the Clown. Oh. So. Is it called Send in the Clowns? Because if it's not, you missed a fucking hit there. Now, what a weird fucking time in America. Where there'd just be clowns. Ugh, yeah, no, it's literally happening? just called Wrinkles the Clown. He's just a phone call away. And the documentary, <laughs> apparently, you could call up and hire Wrinkles to scare your kids. Oh, is that what this was? And that's what it is. Yeah. So there's like video of him like coming out from under the bed, like Whoa. reaching for Are the kids Are you kidding and stuff. me? No, that's what this is. Yeah. Hey, do you want Oh, what kind of monsters? Yeah. Monsters are real and they are called your parents. This is like what older brothers do to their like siblings when, uh, you know, they're babysitting or something. Because I'm hoping parents wouldn't actually do this. I would never do something like this. This is 
insane. Well, yeah, you're going to traumatize your child for life. <laughs> so here's what it says, just a, a synopsis here. In late 2014, a low-res video of a person in a clown mask emerging from underneath a sleeping child's bed on YouTube appeared. The description below the video claimed that the clown was named Wrinkles, that he lives in southwest Florida, and that he's been hired by the children's parents to frighten her from misbehaving. The video went viral. And then, yeah, people just started calling up. And, and so they basically got unfettered access to Wrinkles the Clown. And they well, made a unfettered. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's going, they're going deep. <laughs> I don't know if that was what started that whole clown thing, though. I think there was just like, ra- like a random clown standing out there. That, that, yeah. that image, that one where he's uh, yeah. just standing out like, like on the, the balloon st- or whatever. Yeah, on the, the sidewalk. And after that, it was like a fucking epidemic. Fuck, well, what? that was Wrinkles the Clown. Oh, that, was that it? That him? Oh. Yeah. oh. What was going on in that 2014? That dude is everywhere. Dude, what a... And like, or as, lady, whatever. I don't yeah. know who was. Don't want to, you know, assume, but... Yeah. So this is going to come out uh, by way of Magnet, that company. Mm-hmm. Uh, distribution and company. it'll be out on VOD and select theaters October 4th. It's very timely. Five years after everyone's forgotten about wrinkles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Strike with that iron to lukewarm. <laughs> uh, lastly, just before we jump into today's episode's movie, I saw that the Black Christmas trailer came out. Fellas, we've had a look at that trailer. I haven't and seen the trailer, but I saw that poster. Oh, see, it was in front of the It for it was, us. Yeah. So we got to see oh, it was not for me. Lucky. Uh, That's all I can say. Really? (laughs) If you guys haven't seen the poster for this thing, I can't think of a worse poster I've seen in the last couple years. It's just uninspired. It's four girls like holding a cricket bat. Slay. And uh, like a Santa hat on. It says Black Christmas. It's terrible. It's very much sorority girls standing there looking like kind of hard, you know. The thing is like, it's a what, Blumhouse film, right? So it'll probably be well executed. But that's not if, saying much, though. Yeah. Blumhouse has got his like dick and everything. If it would just not have used Black Christmas, this might be an enjoyable slasher movie. I don't know. It's got nothing to do with Black Christmas at all. Yeah, you look at this poster, and even watching the trailer, it has nothing, almost little to nothing to do with the late Margot Kidder's uh, Black Christmas. Yeah, the theme is like it feel is off. It doesn't really feel like as oppressive. The the voice isn't that scary, and also we in the trailer we see him get his ass kicked. So oh yeah. wait, really? You get Here to we'll see give the- you a quick rundown of what happens in the trailer. So basically, this is more or less a fraternity that has a cult like membership where they're all wearing black cloaks and I guess they're going out and attacking sorority girls and they fight back. Yeah. And they whip their ass. We, the, oh. the trailer already tells you it's so obvious that like, so I mean, it's boys versus girls. Yeah. And the girls fine. Cool. Love it. But it's not black Christmas. It's some new different movie that might be good. So it's like an interpretation. They would have been better off calling it something else, is yeah. what you're saying. I mean, other than it taking place in a college campus, I don't know any other connection that right. this has to the other one. There's no drunk sorority mom, for example. Well, the that you know part. of yet. Oh, no, well, this trailer showed you the whole movie. If there was a drunk sorority <laughs> mom, they would have shoved her in there, man. Wow, that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, I'm all for kind of re- retellings of stuff, you know, but at the same time, that sounds like it. Maybe it was just a different movie altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Like John said, if this was called anything else, I wouldn't be so hard on it. But yeah. you're, you're, you're claiming this is a remake to the 1970s film. So I wonder, I've never seen the early 2000s remake of Black Christmas. Maybe this is like the copy problem where copies of copies Dude, are shitty. People come yeah. out for that remake, that 2000, like right. whatever remake of uh, Black Christmas. Right. I was reading some stuff online and people were like, people are 
on board for it. I mean, it took a lot of heat at the time, right. evidently, because it was like kind of like a modern but retelling. It, but it's actually pretty close to the, like, it has a lot of the same yeah. original stuff going on. But yeah, maybe it made changes. And then the people who made this movie saw that movie and they're basing basically their interpretation off of the remake. And that's why it's, look, it's well, I mean, maybe. drifted I don't, I don't so know. far. I'm guessing it's something like that. Uh, again, this, this could just be one of those situations where a name is attached to something and name only. Kind of yeah. like the Die Hard films eventually became. Eventually, they were just scripts and yeah, people were like, throw the word Die Hard on a it. a franchise. No one's yeah, like, running to see well, Black it is Christmas. Now. <laughs> like, like you were saying when if we Bloom saw House has touched, it's yeah. about to be a franchise. Like you were saying when we were watching the trailer, John, nobody know, remembers Black no. Christmas 74, a, or at least not the mass populace. Yeah. You know? It's like for horror fans, and, and it's very famous in our community, but go on the street, Jay Leno style, and they're going to be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So this one stars Carrie Ulls. It'll be out Friday the 13th of December. Clever. Yeah. One last thing I wanted to tell you guys. I started playing the Blair Witch game. Okay. I heard a lot about this game. Like, I actually, like, because you know me, I can't play scary games. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a real toughie. Um, But, man, some of the mechanics and some of the concepts they use sound awesome. Like, I'm I'm on board for this game. It looks scary as hell. Some of the video stuff looks cool. The noise stuff sounds awesome. I'm I'm very much wondering how what your take on it is. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll give you guys some more info as I go along. I'm right now I'm only about 45 minutes in, so I haven't seen a lot other than kind of the setup and how this game feels like it's going to play out. Have you so, lost the map yet? Nope, <laughs> haven't lost the map yet. I'm looking forward to that penultimate scene though. Yeah. Uh, you play as a character who clearly has some issues in the stemming from some sort of tragedy that's happened. You are joining a search party looking for a kid out in the Blair Witch Woods. I don't remember the name. Sorry. He's takes his dog with him and he's on the phone with his girlfriend. It sounds like they might be estranged to a degree. He probably had some traumatic event happen where it was his fault. So he's determined to find this kid Mm. and the cops are already out there. So you show up and you're like grabbing some gear out of the police cars and the mechanics are this dog is going to help you look for clues. Is this a VR game? I don't think so. Okay. But it is first person, but you cool. can send the dog out to sniff for clues. You can pet his head. You can have him fetch and stuff. And, and there's like a lot of little it's elements. It's a dog simulator. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I love a good dog simulator. <laughs> Every game needs one. Yeah. If you can't pet the dog and there's a dog in the game, they fucked up. Yeah. You know fucking, I, mean? I just throw it away. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> De- game. <laughs> delete it off yeah. the hard drive. I throw the whole PlayStation away. Um, I am intrigued and we'll see how this goes. Um, and I'll let you know more about it as I go along. All right. Anyway, we saw It Chapter 2. This one's directed by Andy Machete. Got a long cast. Buckle bear, in. Bear with me here. <laughs> and this is the follow-up to the smash hit It. Right. That came out last year. Right. Two, Which years, is a, ago. two years ago. Remake of a book that came... Or actually, yeah. it is a yeah. filming of a book that yes. came out about 30 years a ago. A remake of a movie, right. a TV made-for-TV movie that was based off a book. Right. Yeah. So each character is going to have two actors or actresses play them because there's flashbacks. So we have Beverly Marsh played as Jessica Chastain and Sophia Lillis. We've got uh, Bill Denbro played by James McAvoy and Jaden Martell. We've got Richard Tozier played as Bill Hader and Finn Wolfhard. Mike Hanlon played as Isaiah Mustafa and Chosen Jacobs. We've got Ben Hanscomb played by Jay Ryan and Ray Taylor. Eddie Kasbrack, played by James Ranzone, and Jack Dylan Grazier. Stanley Uris, played as Andy Bean and Wyatt Olaf. And then we've got Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. 
also young Pennywise played by Bill Skarsgård. Yes, both versions <laughs> of Pennywise, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, flipping it up. <laughs> um, currently, uh, as of the middle of the weekend that it came out, the Rotten Tomato score is at a 66% out of 235 critics. 82% of the audience liked it out of 4,045. Wow. And the 82 is more accurate. A lot of the critic stuff I saw was all like, it just wasn't as scary as the first one, which you're wrong. Whoa, we're going to have a heated podcast. And um, buckle in, buckle your seatbelts because it's going to be a John vs. Garrett podcast. You didn't like it? <laughs> oh, it was so boring. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm done with the pot. Have fun on Leroy's podcast because this is over, boys. All right. There's no back of the box, obviously. John, make up a back of the box for this movie. Do you have three hours to watch very speakable horror and mediocre comedy? Buckle in because it's it chapter two time. And then it has a little dash and it says John. And then it says below it for his occupation. It says guy who sits at home and wastes six hours a day watching Amazon horror movies. Yeah. So yeah. I know bad movies. <laughs> Let me tell you, if there's one thing I know. <laughs> Sir, you're wrong. Uh, this movie was so good. Garrett, give me your back of the box then. I, I'm not good at this. Okay, I'll give you a my back of the box. A fantastic sequel to a fantastic movie that came out two years ago. Uh, oh, you know what? We can compromise. How about we say a sequel to a movie that came out two years ago? I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> Hand me the knife, Mark. Okay. <laughs> this movie is about a creature from space that takes the form of a clown and terrorizes a town in Maine called Derry. It has returned after 27 years of being dormant after being defeated by the children in movie one, and it's back for revenge. And yeah, was it defeated if it why just did air quotes yeah. so i realize again defeated, does not work on a defeated podcast defeated doesn't mean killed it, well, it feels it like defeated. no that's true that's true it just ran out of it did what it needed to do and got its ass kicked and left well, I no no it, it ran away it okay. ran away okay. it would have liked to have killed them you know yeah fair point by the okay. way there fair are going to be spoilers galore in case you didn't know about a movie that just came out we're going to basically talk about a lot of stuff that happened in this movie so if you don't want to hear any spoilers for it chapter two turn off the podcast until you've seen it but you probably should have seen it by now because it's fucking dope. It'll be out by oh, for over a week by the time they hear this. Yeah, you've had time. You got nothing else going on in your lives. Nobody yeah. has anything else better to do. Then watch this boring movie. All right, pause now. Go watch it. Come back. Excuse me, sir. Do you have Prince Albert in a can? You do? Well, you better let the poor guy out. Okay, fellas. Welcome back. What did we think of it? Chapter two. John, we've already we've already heard John's. I'm over harping it. It's not as boring as I make. I was going to say we walked out of that. It, you, I didn't feel that no, much heat I, coming off. I of gave you. it a three out of five. He's time to marinate in his disgust. <laughs> I gave it a three out of five or a six out of ten. Right. So yeah. so that's a, <laughs> that's becoming a sure. This all three out of five versus out of ten thing is. So it's like a sixty to seventy. Yeah, math checks out. If you were out. to grade it, I like believe six out of ten is, is that exactly what you is 60. that what you think, Mark? Mm, Where would you got, put it? Look, I'll just give you my opinion of the film. I was super on board for the first two thirds of it. And then it lost me in the last third. Uh, the landing, which I was worried about was a little sloppy. Some of the stuff they went on, like the messaging at the end was just very heavy handed, but every single time Bill Skarsgård was on screen, I was smiling ear to ear because that dude just embodies that character so well. I could watch him be the clown and kill children for hours. Like he's so good at it. 
He's is very really good, good at, it. at it, though. I can't. He like everybody kept saying like, "Oh, Bill Hader steals the show." It's like, dude, no, Pennywise, Bill Skarsgård steals the show. Yeah, at least in my opinion. But yeah, like I said, uh, the first two thirds of the film, I was like, "This is great. I'm loving every minute of it." And it wasn't until that last third that I really felt the movie's length. What was your opinion? I thought it was really good. I I think they knew going into this that they had a bit of an issue with an ending. Um, I think that was kind of the joke. Was it Bill's character? Yeah. That became the writer? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, your endings suck. Your endings suck. And he's like, really? Everyone thinks my endings suck? And everyone's like, yeah. I think that was a running gag of like, look, we're aware that the endings of this movie has not been, re- you know, been received well in the past. And it kind of setting us up for the fact that this may not be the best ending. The book didn't have the best ending either. I don't know if you guys remember the book, but it did not have a an amazing ending. So I think they were kind of preparing us for a little bit of that. I didn't have as much of a problem with the last third of it. I can, it did go on for a while. I could see if you were more con, you weren't in the moment as much. Like it could seem like a very long time. Cause that final, once they go underground, um, into Nebold, it definitely has got some time left. It takes a while. I didn't have as much of a problem with it, um, but I definitely felt that the end was a little bit weaker than the rest of the movie. I completely understand that, but I think that was kind of the the subtle jab at the beginning of like, hey, we kind of know. Um, I feel like this was Avengers Endgame almost long, which is... It was almost three hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so. not a short thing, but I'm glad that they took the time with it because there was so much good character development. I don't know if the, the miniseries on TV burned through them as adults. Like you got very little like development of them. You got some what do you things mean? that happened. We saw happened. them ride a bike for fifteen minutes. That's what I'm saying. That we saw <laughs> that was like shit the worst happen. scene in the miniseries. Oh, it was we so saw bad. stuff happen, but like we didn't actually see like a lot of character development. There was a lot of character development with these characters in this new one, which yeah, I appreciate. Some of it was the exact same character development that they did in the last movie. But that was kind of one of the the things. It was like you know like you wish you could. The person you don't want to like see and stuff is the person you always end up well, becoming. It's kind of like characters that. went through the exact same arc, almost beat for beat, in the first movie and the second movie. And I know that's a failing of the book, but it just because it took so long, it was just so obvious. You're talking about Bill, right? Yeah, I am talking about Bill. He had to go through the, the exact same arc to discover the exact same thing that uh, he discovered in the first movie. Well, he didn't really discover that he wasn't responsible for Georgie's death because we don't learn anything about that until this movie. He seems to put it at ease. He discovers, hey, you're not the real Georgie, right? That's like his big Yeah, scene. you're not the real Georgie, but and the that, thing is he's... But as, as Mike kind of like over as Mike kind of narrated in the beginning, he's all like the stuff that we don't want to remember is the stuff that like, you know, we end up like trying to forget, but we can't ever truly like get away from. And that was his work. Well, they, they forgot it, but he came back to it. Like he had to remember like, Oh shit. You know, because he didn't remember that he lied about not wanting to go play with Georgie. My point being is like in the basement scene where he has to like essentially shoot himself. It is pretty much the exact same scene. He had to drown Georgie and he had to shoot himself. And it's pretty much the exact same scene he had to do at the end of the first movie where he had to, what he fucking shoot Georgie or punch him or whatever he did. And he said, you're not the real Georgie. It's not my fault. He came to this exact exact same realization you're talking about when they fought pennywise in the sewer in the first one. right well, he didn't say it wasn't his fault he just said you're not the real georgie like he had to come to grips with the fact that like georgie was gone and the thing is is that's fine that's what he came to grips in the first one is georgie's gone he had to accept the fact right. that georgie was gone and this one it wasn't so much about accepting the fact georgie was gone it was accepting the fact that he wasn't responsible when he 
more or less kind of thought he was. It was a completely different like mm. thing he had to deal with. I don't, I don't. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. I was so bored with his character. They really hammered it home in that basement scene. I mean, Ugh. it was totally different. I, I watched the. I watched the first one right before I went and saw the second one. Yeah. So the differences are pretty glaring. I mean, it can't be obviously that totally different if I remember it being pretty similar, right? So like, there's a lot of the same vibes and feel to it. Um, I just wasn't impressed. I, it felt like we just went. Did in a your big brain circle. glaze over after an hour and a half? Oh, <laughs> dude, I wish. Yes, the uh, the back half of the Stephen King it book is not as interesting as the first. And me and John, we talked about that also yeah. before we even watched it. After we saw the critics' reviews kind of start rolling in, saying it wasn't as good as part one, we like, we knew that going in. They changed the ending. They didn't do the book ending. They were so close I know. to doing the book ending, and then they got cold feet and just went this other direction with it. So. That's my problem with the ending. They were so close to doing a, to a faithful adaptation of the ending, and they didn't. Where most of the, uh, the rest of the movie was pretty damn close. Yeah. A couple changes here and there. They made Richie gay. Which I did not know. So the movie ended, and I like turned, I was like, we never found out what Richie's big secret was. His truth or dare secret. And everyone's like, are you kidding me? Like, everyone <laughs> I was with, the entire group was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, no. What did it? And it's like, he was gay, dude. And I was like... No, like I did not pick up on that. Yeah. Like everything he did that they kept pointing out, I was like, that just seems normal. Like it was just completely like, oh, I didn't even catch that. And I don't really care so much as like if you tell, if you swap a character to be gay, like their sexual orientation, I don't care really. Yeah. But they, it's it's something they thought to give that character development that they did not plant any seeds for in the first one. I agree. And because I've been about being so really close. They were like, they were it, like, it was fire not nice with each other. Yeah. It was not there in the least. Oh, they one. constantly were like back and forth right. with each yeah, other. As not, friends. Not, yeah. But that's, the, I, I took the stuff that he did, you know, in the flashbacks when he was like offering that kid a token, you know, all that stuff. I was Again, like, oh, this that's was all movie stuff. two. This is all written in the movie two to give that character something to go through. Yeah. It, it, it felt like if they really had the plan for movie one to do this and they should have committed early on. I feel like they didn't have the plan. Mm. Uh, anyway, like I said, like most of it is, is pretty faithful, but the, the yeah. small changes again, if they had done it movie one, I wouldn't really care. Yeah, I agree. That was, it was so subtle though. I don't really think it added or really subtracted from the movie at all. As far as the ending goes, um, I guess we'll just talk about that now since I'm getting there. Uh, well, first off, we never got the turtle or the no. other ancient deity known as Maturin. They did mention his name inside of the flashback that Bill goes through. They uh, they show Pennywise coming to Earth, crashing under Derry, and like he's been there since he, you know... Millions of years. Yeah. So they like, like I said, they were right there. Mm -hmm. They were right there. All they had to do is introduce the other one, and then they could have had the ritual of Chud, and they could have had Bill go with Pennywise through the fabric of space and time and fight each other. And that's what I wanted, and they didn't do it. It's a big jump for this movie. That's Instead, so far off what they've set up for, like, what John would argue is 27 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is more of a, like, magical realism universe, not a... No, what they did instead is they, they turned on the Care Bear stare... And bullied Pennywise into a pile of goo yeah. and squished his heart. Oh, yeah. The number one takeaway from the It movies is that bullying works. If you want to demean somebody and crush their soul, just bully them until they cry and you can kill them. Yeah. Or, but the, 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 the message is don't let, don't be a bully. Stand up for yourself, losers club. So it's like a, it's a duality. Like it's a, it's a conflicting message. Bully them until you can kill them, but don't be bullied. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, well, everyone knows that the best way to be a loser is to pick on non-losers. Yeah, that was not in the book. And I, I kind of had an issue with them just yelling at the clown until oh. he got small enough to be killed. And it was, I was like, so okay. lame. The image of a tiny Pennywise is going to be one of those Funko Pops for sure. But um, <laughs> the, yeah, just yell till he gives up was boring. I don't really have a problem with that. I feel like it worked. I mean, they basically were trying to like stand up for yourself. And we were talking about bullying a fucking psychotic murderous clown. I feel like it's okay, you guys. I feel like you might be okay in this situation. Someone who's basically caused you to like, you know, go through like traumatic stuff, who's killed people you know. Sure. You know, like, hey, I feel like if the least they're doing is basically dropping his self-esteem to make him small so they can actually fight him, that works. I understand what you're saying about one and like the whole thing, but I think you go a step too far when you go into the whole outer space gods fighting each other because then you basically are introducing a third party into the the power dynamic and I then think, it, it takes away the characters. Five minute scene that could have been done in his, uh, his trip. Or when at the end of the movie, as it continued on forever, they zoomed out and what if Earth was just on the back of the turtle, which was then standing on another turtle. All right, Discworld, <laughs> calm down. Again, like I said, dude, Care Bear stared Pennywise into submission and then they squished him. Like it just, it seems to take away the power of this ancient being that's supposed to be so strong. Right. And then. The human, like, but that was the bullying thing. Is he, kills it. But that's the thing is he was like, I'm the eater of worlds. It was basically like he was showing that fear is only it only works. That was his that was his power is fear. In case you guys didn't catch that in the first like nine hours of the movies. But we definitely like, caught it. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, is like when you when you take away that fear, when you basically take that power away from a being who's thing is fear it becomes nothing it becomes powerless and that's what that showed and symbolized but does it have to be those people afraid of him because the one of the best scenes in the movie and i don't want to detract from it but that little girl under the the bleachers was not afraid of him and it didn't seem to affect him at all well when he like showed his true face she was when no, he like when he's he like she, she no she it, was it, like you're supposed to say three chomp yeah like, there was no so fast. he waited for fear he didn't wait for fear at all and again, like his his power in the book is not fear. Well, she the was fear, afraid. She was afraid of him at first. The fear salts the meat. It right. makes his his victims taste better. That's why he's doing it. It's not his ability to control. His power is just power. He's a, he's a, a super strong being, and they completely changed his power dynamic for this movie. Yeah, it doesn't make sense that within the context <clears throat> of the movie, though, it worked. Yes, within the rules that they have laid out in that movie, the ending is, is what we're talking about, right? Because they also did. They came to the same realization at the end of the first one, where they beat him with a bat. Fear gives him power. If you're not afraid of him, he can't hurt you. They had to learn that twice. We can still hurt you, but he has a much right. He, it's he a loses, lot harder. He loses yeah. a lot of his power, his his imposing power over you if you take away one of his major tools, right? And perhaps being someone who read the books, I'm getting hung up on this. Maybe someone who doesn't, and, but I'm allowed to. That's fine. This is a 30 year old book and you've True. completely changed the character. So, uh, you, you, know, guys, you guys remember the, the TV series though? Like let's not, let's not, this is a step up. Okay. From no, what was originally. Absolutely. Away. I, I'm not going to say it's not. And again, like I said, I, I enjoyed this film, but I, this is a major hang Love you, Tim Curry. You did a fantastic job in the miniseries. He Agreed. Did, but yeah. it is much better than that. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, like that's just, I'm getting out what I really didn't enjoy about this right. film. And that's, that's a big one for me. I do think if the dark tower movie had done really well, they would have put that turtle in there. Because then they would have been trying to make a Stephen King verse, but unfortunately, Dark Tower was terrible. Which they mentioned Pennywise in that yeah, series, right? I think they did. Well, in the in, in the, the books, books for in the sure. Books. Yeah, I don't in the actually books, know about he's the mentioned as like an entity, right? Because he's in this, you know, with the tower and again. Don't get me wrong. 
if if we were going, if the movie had set up this. Because the thing is, we learn about Maturin and it and like the whole coming to Earth, you know, millions of years ago and all stuff like that. We we, we learn about that in a, a drug fueled root tripping like scene where we kind of get like Hellboy 2-esque backstory yeah. for, um, you know, this this power, this entity and how like this Native American group like fought it before and yada, yada, yada from Mike, who I think his character did a fantastic job of piecing it all together. Within the rules they defined, I think if you go bigger than that, you you break this thing open into a, a whole realm that, you know, like I said, you got to have a world. And that's kind of the end of the, like within the confines of like the shape and the, the laws of physics that it inhabits, it has to follow those. And that's how they're able to kind of make him smaller again to actually fight him because he becomes that huge spider monster at the end. I mean, we went right for the ending on this one. Yeah. Um, That's really the, the only thing is, part that... The thing is, if you go bigger than that, if you break this open into like, well, there's giant gods that fight each other. There's this whole multiverse-esque like, you know, thing like that. You're getting into a... You're, you're opening a, a, a bag of worms that you don't... A can of worms. Is it a bag of worms <laughs> or a can of worms? <laughs> you're Whatever opening you some worms... <sighs> That you don't even need to like touch on because that's just going to confuse the audience. I at think pre Marvel, I would have agreed with you. I think Marvel has shown that an audience is willing to make a leap with you. If you commit I, to it, they will jump. I with agree you. with you when you come out the gate with that. But this movie did not bring in the the cosmic god level stuff until the last like twenty minutes of this film of two movies. So which is I fine. Feel, I feel like if they had established early on in part one this kind of concept, absolutely, there's no reason for them not to hit on that. I didn't think they were going to talk about the ritual chud at all. Chud or yeah, chew. they brought all that in. They could have very easily, if they wanted to, they could have worked. This I thought they did a really good job of t- uh, touching on it, which they could have glazed. Com- they could have cut that shit completely out, and we never been in the wiser. But if you, you, hadn't you understand, books. like they they walked up to the water and yeah. then got cold feet and went back to the because they brought the deadlights. Like, they close, brought this close, man. This close. Everything except that. You really but, hung up on that turtle, bro. <laughs> that, uh, look, back when we did this first step, the first one, back I remember two years ago, I said that I this. needed the turtle. I needed Maturin because that is the most interesting stuff in that book. That's what make the back end so good. It's what really carried me to the end of that book was yeah. like realizing that this thing is way more than just like some weird creepy dude or some evil spirit. He's like a trans dimensional being. Yeah, and, and they talk things. about that. They just don't talk about the thing that, that I know, balances him, though. I agree with you. No, don't get me wrong. It's not it's not unreasonable to think that they could have put that in there. I'm just saying you introduce that to your standard audience. I don't know if they're able to like hang on to that much. Not that late in the game. Not like three hours into the game. No, they it wouldn't have been three hours and they would have seated it when they taught you all about the chud and the meteor during uh, Billy's trip. They would have seated the, the story then and then tied it back together at the end. But as, like they did with chud, right? I, I don't think in the beat, like in the first movie, they didn't have to like be like, oh, and by the way, there's a turtle we're going to talk about in seven hours. But in the book, isn't it only Bill the one that goes into the, the place and fights? Pennywise or it in the yes Bill is the only one with the knowledge really. then from a from a film perspective also you just basically wrote out half your uh, over half your cast for the like last like 10 minutes of your 10 to 15 minutes of your movie I can see why they didn't do that but it was so cool in the books though because everybody else just saw Pennywise and Bill frozen in time not moving just holding I agree other. it's it's creepy and I, I loved I loved it in the book but I'm just saying like from a film perspective from paying people money from a script I to watch like the majority of your cast just sta- watch two people just staring at each other, kind of like floating, kind of looking at each other. They could have versus made it work. like I, I, they probably could have made it work. But let's be honest, like 
you don't see cast get cut out of scenes for the majority of a, a, a chunk of the end. I, I can see why they probably made these choices, but I mean, want the turtle? Okay, that's fine. I want the turtle. It's a big pro turtle, turtle. <laughs> pro turtle podcast. But you notice they had the, tur- the tortoise on the, uh, the desk in uh, Ben's flashback when he was in summer school. There's a lot of turtle imagery yeah. in this movie. And again, so they, they said I think the that turtle's was name in, in the flashback. I think that was them being like, here, we'll throw you a bone, but let's be honest, we can't go down this path right now. I've said my piece about the ending. I'll leave it there. I know this is an adaptation. <laughs> Would you like to at these guys? No. At- I'm sure other people will let him know. Yeah, I bet <laughs> someone's already on top of this. Yeah, they've addressed it in some interview. I'm sure. I don't think I don't think anything of your guys' criticisms is wrong at this. I mean, I think the movie being long, I think that's a personal preference, to be honest. But I, I can see it. it. It was a. I mean, there was a point before they started going down into Nibold. I was like, wow. We're just now getting to this. We've been watching this movie for at least two hours now. Like I was like, this is this is a long movie. Yeah, but it didn't feel like annoyingly long to me. Really? Like, I didn't oh. feel like like oh we're still going. I was like cool. Let's get on to the next thing. See, I was like, on board with Endgame. It felt like it flew by. I was like holy shit, that was a long movie. But I never at any point was like checking my watch with this movie. It there were and maybe it's because there's so many tonal shifts. I just was like I am feeling every minute of this film. And I didn't feel it until the last third. Like I said, I was completely on board for well, the first. The first well, we all we all had very different experiences. Yeah. With the it, first evidently. like bit, I was on board. I don't know when it turned. Maybe it was like the halfway point or like the seventh time. You know that Richie ran away. That I was like, <laughs> oh my god, we're still doing this, aren't we? You really don't want to stay here, Richie Tozer. Yeah, Sit down. we get it. Like- <laughs> all right. So, what did you guys think of the adult cast? I gotta say, I think they knocked it out of the park. Agreed. Dude. Every one of their counterparts. They had similar similar characteristics and behaviors. Like those adults were able to really play into how the the kid actors acted. Yeah, I loved uh, Jessica Chastain. I thought she did a great job, and obviously Bill Hader. Everyone's been praising his performance, rightfully so. Um, and the rest of them did good too. But I think those two really stood out for me. Who was McAvoy? He was Bill. I think he did good too, especially when they they reintroduced the stutter. True. When he came back to Derry, he got a stutter back. I can't think of a single person in this movie that I was not like fucking swinging for the fences and batting it out of the park. Like even um, Freddie Glazer. Not I don't know God, what's his name. The the psycho. Oh oh Henry Bowers. Henry Bowers. Yes. Freddie Glazer. What the fuck. <laughs> um, Henry Bowers. That dude. The fact that they made him kind of like just like disheveled, like chunky, like psycho looking. I was like wow. Like. I don't. He was awesome. They did a really good job. He was with so because I was like, yeah. I was like, this is going to be the part that I have a hard time believing that this dude's like because I thought he was going to be like too crazy, like I had him like Pennywise level like crazy, but no, he was just like got a job to do, and it was like damn. Yeah, he did great. I love that whole scene with the zombie fucking other, which kid. I didn't know if they were going to do uh, at some point. Henry's zombie friend breaks him out of the mental yeah. ward. I was so happy about that. I was like, didn't he play That's a bigger crazy. role in the book though? Absolutely. Okay. He was more oh, Henry, of a creep yeah. than uh, Henry Bowers was. I f- man, I wish I could remember that character's name, but his parents were so afraid of him because he suffocated his little brother in his oh, bed. Wow. Yeah. In the book, right? In the book, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, this dude's fucked up. I they didn't do that enough in the movie, but I was like, I couldn't remember exactly what that dude's backstory was, but I was like, I know he did some messed up shit. Cause didn't he have like animals in a fridge or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. I remember that vividly. <laughs> Again, every adult actor, I think nailed it. All the kid actors nailed it. Of course. For yeah. kid actors, 
I have not been so happy with a young cast in a long time. Yeah, I hope they all go on to have good careers because they are really good. Patrick Hockstetter. Ah, uh, Hockstetter. Nice. Yeah, that nice. is. Uh, did you guys know that they actually use CG and uh, or computers to de-age the kids? No. Did they go back and like refilm? Or, I, thought, I just thought they filmed those scenes at the same time. Well, they looked fine to me. A lot of people have been hating on that, but I didn't really. Really? I didn't even notice it. Either. That's what I was going to say. I didn't notice that either. Um, but yeah, apparently, you know, these kids are right at that age of going through puberty, growing right. up and stuff. Some of them actually aged up and it was very noticeable. So they de-aged them in their scenes. I love the fact that our technology can do that so yeah, easily now. Yeah, it's great. Their audio sounded weird when they talked. I wonder if they had to down pitch their voice or something or up pitch the boy's voice. I don't know. Really? But, I didn't notice that. Uh, I didn't catch I that felt either. Like, For which character in particular? Um, most of the males, like children, like when I, there was a specific scene that I was like, whoa, and I can't remember it now, but I was like, huh, it sounds like bad it's ADR bullshit. or something. <laughs> it's all I, want, I want details. I want facts. When we get the Blu-ray, I will, uh, I will, we will edit this episode later <laughs> in six months. We will come back <laughs> with a special edition of this episode. Yes. So real quick, the, like a, a real flyover of the story is um, everyone except for Mike Hanlon has left Derry um, after they made their blood pact as kids. They've all forgotten this. They're all eating their own unique lives. Bill is a writer, is a big Hollywood writer, and evidently he writes shit endings for all his stories, which I thought was a, a very subtle kind of nudge to like, hey, we know you may not like the ending. Well, or, hey, we know you didn't like the ending of the common other one. Stephen King complaint. That it's a too. joke reference to a com- common complaint critics and audience have about Stephen King's writing. The ending doesn't I land. find it to be a very completely valid complaint. I've always had a problem with most Stephen King endings, but... And boy, do they fucking beat that dead horse, man. Oh, oh. They, just, they just hammer it home. Um, Beverly is in a relationship with a really successful um, piece of shit. That's what I'll call him. Um, yeah. He basically, you know, she well, kind of... I think of, they both co-own some sort of fashion line. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. And then he basically seems like he's a very caring dude. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he like just becomes a, a nightmare monster and starts like beating her and because he thinks she's cheating. A really insecure dude. Right. Uh, so like, she basically kind of repeats her, her cycle, yeah, her which is unfortunate. And then Ben has lost a ton of weight and he is now uh, like a badass architect. Yeah. Um, it's a weird sentence, but it's true. He's Mike, a badass architect. <laughs> Mike Hanlon stayed in Derry, and he's kind of become like this hermity recluse kind of person who's continued to research uh, it and the history of Derry while well, everyone's correct gone. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's the librarian. Yeah. He lives upstairs. Librarian, the library. that's what it is. Yeah, I, he's the town librarian, which okay. might mean he's a hermit recluse, but not necessarily. Uh, oh, it seemed like he was like hiding in an attic, but I realized now that if he was the librarian, he lived above the uh, the, the library the in library. that attic. So. It's clear he spent the last 27 years trying to figure out how to defeat Pennywise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Richie is now a stand-up comedian. Eddie is a risk assessment guy for like an insurance company, I'm sure. Uh, Stan no. is chilling at his house, doing whatever the fuck Stan does. Yeah, Stan is Stan. Yeah. And then Mike, <laughs> Mike basically starts seeing some stuff happen in Derry and calls everybody and is like, you got to come back home. Right. Now, when we're introduced to Eddie Kasbrack, he's arguing with his wife on the phone. <laughs> And he's driving really fast. He's like, no, I'm going to get in a car wreck talking to you. Statistically, Statistically yeah. yeah. I'm more likely to get in a car wreck Which, talking to you. I really I really like that introduction to that character because it still shows that he has like these weird hangups. Because in the in the first one, his character is all about like, I'm going to get sick. I don't want to touch the gray water. You know, keep yeah. away, keep away. So because he, his mom had convinced yeah. him of now, that stuff. Did you guys, this is what I think. I think the same actress that played his mom played his wife. 
Oh, I don't know. To tie into that, like being the mommy's right. boy that he I actually think married were, I someone think they were different. the same. I think they were, they the, wife, similar, the wife looked but... younger, but I think that was the whole point is like he married his mom. Yeah, that was definitely what they were going for. Because when sure. he looks at his phone, when he's driving, they introduce him like she, he's like, I got to get off the phone. And he looks at the call waiting on the like the dash and it says Maine. And he goes, I got to go, mommy. Yeah. And she's like, what? And he's just <laughs> he like, goes, what? <laughs> and he's like, what? Like, I was like, oh, God, he slipped up. Yeah, he totally like. And it kind of shows that like everyone, while they tried to get away from their past and who they were, they all still kind of who they were. Yeah. To a degree. Uh, Richie's an overcompensating person, you know, trying to basically project what he wants to be seen as, as opposed to what he is. The actress played the mother and the wife. 300%. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. It was Way the to- same woman. Way to wow. go, Mark. That's Molly, the kind of Molly Atkinson. Did they de-age her? No, they, I think <laughs> in the mothers, she was just in a fat suit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you think so? Yeah. That's the kind of deep cut information you get only on this podcast. Yeah. So that's a really good touch to really tie in that Eddie is totally yeah. looking for someone just like his mom. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, <laughs> that's so crazy that it was the same actress. Eddie Bear, where are you boys off to in such a rush? Stan, instead of going back, decides to kill himself. And that comes in later on. Um, he takes himself off the playing field because Stan knows. And there's this great little end scene that kind of explains why he did it. He's yeah. like, unless everyone was completely on board and everyone could do this, this wouldn't succeed. So I took myself off the playing field. Was it great? Because I thought I didn't need to. I was like, I and I don't think that was in the What's book. It? No, right? it was. It was when, that, when, when he killed that himself. letter. Yeah, but that letter. I bit. think the letter was like a nice little like movie way to kind of like, you know, throw it down. But I'm not positive. I guess, Mark, you're our resident book expert. Did he write that uh, explanatory note in the book? No. Right. He just did it because he was afraid. And I thought that was more powerful than some, oh, fluffy and movie ending. I did not like that. When I was a kid, when I read the book, like I thought it was because he knew he couldn't help them out. Like I didn't, I didn't think it was like I had to take myself off the field the way the movie says right. it. But like, I think he knew like, I'm going to be a detriment to these guys. I, I got I can't do this. I don't recall that being in the book, man. No, I, I no, no, I know it wasn't in the book. He, I'm saying oh, okay. I got that as gotcha. like him, like being like, I can't do this. Yeah. He was afraid, but I right, think he that's... knew like, because I'm so afraid I'm going to be a detriment to these guys. I'm not going to do it. And this is the only way I, I made a promise. I can't break that promise, but I'll do this instead. In the, in the book and in the original miniseries, it was, he was so afraid. Right. It made it more it. pragmatic instead of more reactionary, right. which and I will it, agree. But I thought it worked in the movie. I, think, I just thought it like weakened the fear because right? the whole thing that this movie is about is everyone's so afraid of Pennywise. And I thought that was a good way to show that, like, yeah, this fear breaks some people, which d- that was, but, it, but that's a good thing, though. It did break him. The fear broke. And he like he's like, I have to kill myself as opposed to like being <laughs> yeah, afraid but instead of it just being like, I'm so afraid I'm killing myself. It turned it into this heroic act. It portrayed his suicide as this very heroic thing that he did because he was going to be such a detriment to the team. Uh, right. He killed himself to help them right. rather than kill himself because so, he's so afraid. Right. Like in the, how I kind of always assumed that he killed himself to save himself, right? Not necessarily to help the team. He was just doing it because he couldn't go back there. He's too afraid. The only way out is to just kill himself. And there's people who are afraid of like losing their house and kill themselves to help their family out to get insurance. Right. Money. We you should, can do both. We should definitely not be encouraging that kind no, of no, behavior. No, no, I'm not right, Which is what I think the movie like, kind of does, I think though. the movie like kind of like looks at this situation a little bit broader than just what's in the book. But the, if you, the movie's perspective is if you are going to 
be a detriment to your team, your best option. I mean, this isn't exactly what they say, of course, but if you are someone who is borderline suicidal and then you see this movie, they're, they're saying, Hey, if you're going to be a detriment to your team, which a lot of people who are suicidal think, then the best thing you should do is just go kill yourself. That could push somebody over the edge. I, th- I really do believe it was irresponsible to make it seem heroic as opposed to not like, cause Ben reads it and he's just like, that's really sad, but makes a lot of sense. Like, that's not, I think, a message that this movie should be perpetrating. I understand what you're saying, John. Uh, people in this state could be influenced right. if they see it's this It's like 13 Reasons Why, the same kind of thing. It is a well-known fact among suicide researchers that anything that portrays suicide, or popular culture that portrays suicide in a positive light leads to spikes in suicides. And this movie definitely does that. Do not kill yourself. Yes, that's my piece on that and why I don't think they should have You're going to do more damage than good. Truth. Especially to those you love and those around you. Seconded. All right. So Stan, Stan has removed himself from the game board. All of our groups getting back in dairy. And what we're introduced with is a new idea that was also not presented in the book. They are forced to confront Pennywise because they are infected. They um, remember that part where they're like, yeah. if we don't fight him now, we are going to be killed by horrible manner. Metaphysical, like or metaphorical. That's the word. <laughs> but apparently uh, Beverly has all these kind of, you know, uh, visions of everybody dying. True. Because because she, she saw when she, because was, in the she was in the deadlights. Right. But they, they, I, I don't, did you like that aspect? Like if we don't do this now, we're all going to die horrifically. Yes. I only like, I liked it because it gave them a reason to do it. Cause otherwise the right, the most obvious thing to do is what they all decided to do at first, which is fucking leave. Yeah. I, I didn't have a problem with that. I thought it was actually kind of interesting. Like a ticking clock kind of look it's like we've been infected with the Pennywise virus. And if we don't stop it now, it's going to, well, get it us. wasn't like a virus. He just basically said like, you know, like our fate's been written. Yeah. That's kind of how we took it. We're not going to make it another 27 because, because Richie's like, why don't we just kick this fucking can down the road and handle it another 27 years. And everyone's like, we'll be 70. And then Beverly's like, I've seen like, she's like, we're not going to make it that far. I've seen our deaths. None of us live long enough to basically like make it another 27 years. And so that's when they're like, okay, well, if we're going to die, we need to do this now because we're not going to a have the chance. And yeah. And you're right. It's not a literal viral infection, but someone used the word infected when they were describing it. I think Mike, when he was describing like, here's, what's going to happen, why everyone's going to die. Yeah. Like basically I think he was using infected, like our, our paths are now like on a faded, like we're yeah. going to die based off what That's this, how I took this path has left us. We can change that. If we do something now, we yeah. won't have the opportunity later. It's I mean, they could have kicked another, like maybe like four years and probably been okay, sure. but <laughs> who knows? It's an interesting device to keep our characters there. That wasn't present in the book. Yeah. So it, it intrigued me. I was like, Oh, okay. That's an yeah. interesting take in the book. This. They were just selfless. They're like, all right, we just need to do this. We, we just, promised to do it when we, uh, cut ourselves. So we're going to go through with it. I promise. So I'm so much happier with what they did in the movie. Yes. Honestly, I wanted to like, get, fuck this. Like, I know it's I a promise, but guess what? I mean, Stan's like, I promise, but fuck all that noise. Richie's like, cool. I promised I'm here <laughs> still. Fuck all that noise. And he's eventually like, you know, like, so I really like the fact that like there was this thing that kind of was like, no, because nobody's like, well, guys, we made a promise. Let's do something right. terrible. When we were 12, like people are promising all kinds of bullshit when they're 12. No, like, every character was acting appropriately. He's yes. like, I don't give a shit what we said back then. I'm going home. I yeah. have a life. <laughs> like, I'm not worried about this. Look, I promised to marry a girl when I was in seventh grade. If neither one of us were married by the age of 30. Yeah. Boys, I'm still single. <laughs> okay. Let's just say. Is she married? 
I don't know. I have not <laughs> talked to her in forever. It's time to go collect on that <laughs> pact, man. Have you seen it recently? Because boy, did we make a pledge. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, another interesting aspect is as these adults grew up or as our losers club grew up and moved away from dairy, the farther from dairy they got, the less they remembered. Right. As if they said like a cloud or a fog had kind of settled over their past and their memories. Um, it took Mike Halen's phone call to jolt them all back into, uh, kind of some sort of like, oh, there's something bad in my past. I don't quite know what it is yet. And as they reintroduced themselves to the town they grew up in, these things become more apparent of what happened. And they yeah. start remembering more and more of their fight with Pennywise in, in movie one. Because I think Eddie has a great line where he says, like, up until tonight, I didn't even know I grew up in this town. And it was like, whoa, Which that's is crazy. It, you think as an adult, you'd be like, you know, just random conversation talking to somebody like, well, I grew up back east, you know, yeah. and I remember being on the ball team. And you'd be like, hmm, what did I do as a kid? Well, Mike's Don't remember. <laughs> well, Mike's monologue at the beginning says we fill in the gaps of what we want to remember, the way we want to remember it when in actuality we're running from was the truth, you know, like, so I don't know the, the ins and outs of everyone's backstory that they came up with as adults, but I don't know if everyone forgot where they grew up. I mean, Eddie clearly did. It, uh, uh, it was all pretty well explained, I think. Yeah, um, no complaints there. There's no plot holes in this. Like there's stuff that was omitted, you know, obviously, but there's nothing in there that I was like, Oh, that's unanswered. I thought everything they did was like pretty solid from like a writing standpoint, yeah. from a timing standpoint for a three hour movie. I thought it paced well, really? but it is three hours long. <laughs> Again, if you're not prepared for a three hour and whatever minute movie, okay, I could see you being like, damn, this shit's long. I think John was prepared. I was prepared. We knew going for there. a three hour yeah, movie? Yeah, I we knew. knew oh, I had no idea it was three hours. Oh, yeah. yeah I, think I, think, I, was like, I think I was like an hour 40 or something. Oh, I watched it and I was like, well, this is a cool long movie. It would have been a great two hour movie. I think, a two, I think, I think technically it's two what hours. What would you like have 49. edited out then? What, could, what would you have edited out? I think out? lots of, I would have just tightened every scene. I think some scenes just went on too long. Um, I probably, realistically, really, you could probably come in a little later and leave a little earlier in the majority of their scenes and just speed up the whole pacing of the movie. I don't need to see every time someone walks in and out of a room, right? It kind of felt like that 50s pace where they thought, okay, we have to show the person, leave the car, walk down the sidewalk. Like, you, no, just cut to them being in the house. I get it. I understand how it happened. Like, All right, we get it. We can cut down that little monologue <laughs> a little bit earlier and a little bit later. Yeah, probably. No, I, saying, I like, would honestly, I wouldn't cut anything until the last third. Like, I would have shortened a lot of the Ben and Beverly. Oh, remember the January oh, Embers know, crap? Yeah. Like, that stuff should have been shortened. Like, we got it. Yeah. We know who wrote the poem. We saw it in movie one. I think they were really trying to, like, she doesn't get it yet. And then when she finally does it, it was supposed to be more impactful. But yes, I agree. We, Way overblown. We, the audience was so already, like, we right. fucking get it. Like, they didn't need to belabor it. I probably would have cut out, even though they were admittedly funny, a lot of Bill haters one-liners, because I think they suck the tension out of what supposed to be scary scenes i laughed but that's so his character though that's right, his character he, as someone who basically in really inappropriate times makes jokes to like lighten the mood for myself right. like i get it sure it worked in number one they overdid it here I, I told mark this felt much more like a horror comedy than a horror i laughed way more in this movie than in the other movie and I don't know. That felt I'd say weird. I was more scared during this one than the first one. Really? I wasn't scared but there at was all. Some, there was some funny moments, but... I did not expect it to be as funny as it was. Yeah. And I think it's it's a good and a bad thing. The jokes all land. They're yes. all very funny jokes, but I think that John's point is like, he it's, it's sucking all the tension out of these potentially scary scenes for this horror movie, right? Right. 
And I understand that. It didn't bother me much because I didn't really find the first one scary either. So I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But I can see if you're going in, you want a scary movie, this is doing everything in its power to stop you from and really having that tension carry over from scene right. to scene. Honestly, I thought that increased. Like when he was starts joking, I'm like, shit is rough. Like if he's doing that, he's not joking because he's just like, hey guys, what's up? I'm Bill Hader. He was like, and whenever he makes a one-liner, it's after something fucked up happens. When you want to build upon that tension, you don't want your audience to release it. Like at the end of every scary scene, everyone laughed and it's like resetting you back to being in a pleasant place, right? You kind of, the point of a horror movie a little bit is to leave a bad taste in someone's mouth. So you can build upon that tension throughout. Uh, I've thought they were hilarious to Mark's point, but I f- they felt just out of place too much too like this cut him down some and they would have been more impactful. Make the, make the comedy guy less funny. Yeah. I mean, it's not a movie. It's not a comedy movie, right? It's a horror movie. But he's a comedian. Okay. This is what he does. This is who I mean, he is. Jim Carrey's a comedian. He didn't bust one-liners every second in it. Uh, you know, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. But he wasn't a comedian. He wasn't a person who projected comedy as a way to compensate for the well, shit. Well, he, he wasn't dealt a comedian with. in the book either. He's a radio well, host. In the right? movie, I we're mean, talking about the movie here, though. He was a comedian in the movie. Sure, but it's also still a movie, right? And they have to think about am I getting the. Maybe they are, but it's not the emotional reaction I expected to have in a horror movie. Richie oh. Tozier was not f- this funny in the book. No, definitely. And not. in the miniseries, they just like, his jokes were bad. Yeah. Oh, the jokes <laughs> were so bad in the miniseries. And they kept uh. saying, beep, beep, Richie. We only got that once in this yep. movie. Beep, beep, Richie. I didn't hear that. I didn't. So how many kids does this movie kill? Oh, that part I'm so impressed with. Uh, two. Two. Yeah, on screen, don't cut away. You watch children die in this movie. Yeah. Um, well, unless you want to count Georgie's Drowning 3. Okay. So yeah, three I kids. do count that one. Yeah, because yeah, that was Three kids are killed on screen. So as Mike Hanlon is realizing the events are starting to take place again, uh, kids start going missing, kids start dying. And for me, the best scene in the movie is whenever we cut to a baseball game and a girl wanders off under the bleachers after following a firefly. The firefly is caught by Pennywise and Bill Skarsgård acts the hell out of this scene. Kills it, dude. The little girl has a birthmark on her face and Pennywise plays directly into that. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's trying to be very nice and, you know, very alluring, right? Because I, I saw online people were saying, he's not he's not trying to be friendly to lure the kids in enough. He's just being creepy and weird the whole time. Huh. And I was like, no, this is totally, this scene right here is showing that he's, you know, he's playing the part. Right. He, he changes his style based on the kid, right? He does, So, like, for this particular girl, that's how, what she needed to trust him. And he could, like, sense that shit, man. You're not my friend. You're scary. Why are you crying? People always make fun because of the way I look. Nobody wants to be my friend because everybody thinks I'm ugly and my face is bad. She's like, me too. (laughs) And... Man, like I said, the acting... Like a real child predator, (laughs) you know? No, he nailed it. It was so great. Now, to go back to my point about the comedy, imagine if Richie were there, and after you watch his child died, he made a snarky one-liner. Wouldn't the scene have lost something for you? But that didn't happen, so you wouldn't remember it. Right, but every... You're like, uh, oh, you should have saved some face there, kid. Right. Oh, I guess she got ahead of herself. Like, whatever, (laughs) you know? These are bad jokes. Don't put them in your movie. No, but the point being is it happened... 
like many, many other scares in the movie. I understand what you're saying. Okay. I agree with you to do to a degree, but I didn't like, again, I didn't think part one was particularly scary. The The, the reason I love these yeah. movies so much is literally Bill Skarsgård's performance. Yeah, he does do such He a sells job. it so hard that I'm just on board for these movies. Even when you change the ending, even when you drop the turtle, <laughs> even when you care bear stare Pennywise into the ground. <laughs> yes, I'm still on board for these movies because the performances are so strong. I respect um, that. So the little girl gets her face bitten off if you didn't catch wind of where we were going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's another little boy who's skateboarding down the street. And I felt so bad for this kid. Yeah. Like he seems so genuinely innocent. Like they, they cast that perfectly. Another great kid actor. I don't know where they're finding these grade A kid actors, but keep it up. Our Losers Club meet up at the uh, Chinese restaurant, is it? Yes. I forget what it's called exactly. but uh, this scene, Taste of Jade or some generic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're reintroducing themselves, remembering things, and we have the scene where at the end of the dinner, they open up the fortune cookies, which I think they did very accurately to the books. The creature design in this movie, off the chain. Yeah, Garrett, what did you think of the little locust thing with the baby face? Oh, uh, not a fan. <laughs> not in a, a good not, way. <laughs> not a fan of that. That was uh, that was pretty messed up. Yeah, we had like a, 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 a chicken fetus hatch out of one. We had like oh. a bat wing thing happening. They, they, I think they nailed it yes. spot on. This could have been real cheesy and bad, kind of like the miniseries yeah. when they did it. And then they have this thing where everybody's fortune pieces together a message that lets them know that Stan is not on the playing field anymore. Yeah, they, they, they could not figure out what, like, they never heard the phrase couldn't cut it. They kept moving the fucking words around and it's like, come on, man. Look, these people are not jumbo or, or jumble word like experts here. They're just making gibberish sentences that were so close to the real one, but whatever. It was a good scene. I really liked that scene. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, they did a good job here. So our, our group is now tasked with remembering the past. Uh, Mike is going to introduce what is known as the ritual of Chud to Bill. Well, first, they're all scared. Like, they don't want to do it, right? Naturally. He's yeah. like, guys, just you need to remember the past and meet me at the library tomorrow night. Uh, find your token because uh, uh, there's an item, right? An item that is going to make everybody remember what happened. Well, everyone's them. leaving. Everyone's like, hey, we made promises, but fuck this. Yeah. We're out. Yeah. Even Beverly's like, I'm out. Deuces. And so <clears throat> Mike basically is like, okay, Bill, you're the only reasonable one here. Before you all leave, let me just show you this one thing takes him back to the library, drugs him with this root, <laughs> makes him see like the history of like it and the, the information about the ritual of Chewed. And then he's like, see? And Bill's like, holy shit. And Mike's like, you see what we got to do? And Bill's like, okay, I'm going to yeah. go convince everybody to stay. So they go meet everybody at the hotel who's getting their stuff ready to go. And that's when they're like, okay, this is real shit. Some stuff's about to go down. And Mike possesses uh, like an ancient urn. That, has yeah. like that he stole from his Native American <laughs> so tribe. So that was a that was a funny scene that I like because it was underplayed humor. He was like, "I borrowed it. They gave it to me. I stole it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all in the staying in the same hotel like an motel. Inn. It's an inn with multiple rooms. Yeah, so. Um, and so they all are converging there to get their shit. And then Bill and Mike run in. They're like, "Wait, we actually got to do this crazy." That's right. He's like, he's like, "We have to. We have to remember." And the only way to remember is by getting our tokens for this. Um, this ritual. So everyone has to, cause everyone's like, what ritual? He's like, don't forget. We didn't hang out for the rest of the summer in the first movie. Right. Yeah. What was everybody up to? And then we start seeing everyone go find their piece of memorabilia to kind of be their token for the uh, ritual and to jolt their memories. Uh, yeah. Mike lets them know. He's like, guys, I know how to beat it. 
I figured out how to kill this thing, guys. Because everybody wants to leave. Is like, we're just going to die anyway. We don't know. We can't stop it. And he's like, no, no, I got it. I showed Bill some crazy hallucination dream vision. <laughs> drugged Bill against yeah. his will. We drugged him against his will. And I think the trip scene was done pretty damn Excellent. good. Excellent, yeah. Uh, he's looking at the, the magic urn vase with the etchings on the side. And they come alive. And yeah. you see the giant meteor, which is Pennywise, crash into the earth. And we have flashes of these uh, Native Americans doing their ritual. You hear the word mature. And it's like, okay, this is what they're going to do to stop it. Mike's convinced this is how it's going to work out. And then, like Garrett says, everybody's going to go find tokens to get themselves back to 100%. So they're ready to do the ritual of Chud. One thing that I was like, wow, uh, when Bill did get drugged, uh, Mike's just like, oh, it's just a microdose of what they gave me. And he went on one hell of a trip. I was like, what the fuck did they give Mike? It was one sip of this glass of, yeah. of root drink. So Mike went on a voyage y'all <laughs> like <laughs> yeah he was gone for a long time yeah. i'm sure of it was there any uh token hunting uh self you know inflection scenes that really stood out to you between our characters as they regained their memories was there one particular one you thought worked more than others I think every one of them like played in well to like let you understand their character because when you find stands they all go to like the underground clubhouse you know um and they find stands token which is the uh, shower caps to keep spiders out of your hair Mm-hmm. Um, Beverly goes to the old lady's house that she used to live at, which is actually Pennywise inhabiting like a dead woman who was the daughter of Yeah, Pennywise. that was left a little nebulous. I don't think any of that actually existed because when she looked yeah. at it from the outside... It so was I an think, abandoned building. It yeah. was like all like in her head or some shit like that. Yeah, but that yeah. was just all some nightmare that Pennywise, Pennywise made. But we got to see what I guess was supposed to be a younger Pennywise. Mm-hmm inside of a carnival, right? Because the, the creepy lady is like, my dad joined the circus right, when he moved here. Right, but I thought here. that was all just... You think it was all fabrication Right, because Pennywise isn't a person. I think that was the real backstory, but he was just putting on the, the show for her because think about it. He like... Because remember, you take the form of like... He took the form of like what was acceptable. and I mean, they talk about that, you know, like... Yeah, they, it might touch on actual events that occurred. He was not a person, though. Right, so he, he didn't yeah, no, That whole yeah, scene was all in her head, but then... Yeah. Because everyone goes into like places that are shut down and then they experience a, a scene or moment that's not real. And Richie goes in and confronts Paul Bunyan. I did not really expect them to do this scene. But they did it well. Holy but fuck. But they did a really Scared good job. shit out of me. I was like, okay. Because I was like, I was like, I hope they don't do the Paul Bunyan thing because that's going to look dumb as hell. It did not look dumb as hell. Giant Paul Bunyan statue comes alive and starts attacking Richie. And yeah. does the fiberglass from the, the thing look like Pennywise's teeth when he becomes the monster's? Yes. Like the, the fiberglass, mm, like looks like the that. sharp teeth in the same um, configuration as when he does his like crazy monster mouth. That's clever. Yeah. It was really cool. The attention to detail on a lot of this stuff is really intense. They did a really good job. Uh, Eddie goes to the uh, pharmacy where he sees the, the girl who signed his cast loser. Her dad's still there being all creepy and weird. <laughs> was he jacking off over there? What was he doing? In that no, corner? I think he was doing like Coke, not Coke, but some sort of crushed pills. Cause he was like, Eddie goes down in the basement of that pharmacy and finds his mom like locked up on a chair as the, the leper from the first movie is about to eat her. Yeah. Was that what was happening? Well, I don't yeah. think Eater Infector is what she's it's going to it was, infect me. Yeah, it yeah. was totally gross. It was really gross. He's like trying to unlock her and he realizes that he doesn't. He like leaves this her. This is supposed to introduce the fact that Eddie is going to be paralyzed by fear. Yeah. And he's going to be unable to do anything because he's so scared. That's literally what this is planning in our heads because this happens later on with Richie. Yeah. Then we see uh, Bill. Bill's walking down the streets and wanders into a pawn shop, finds his old bike, Silver, Hio Silver away. 
Again, I think that bike would have had a different name in the 80s because that is a holdover from this yeah. being set place in the 50s. But hey, whatever. Yeah, yeah I'll give fine. it to them. If they change the name, then we'd be complaining they changed their name. So yeah, it's not a big deal. Anyway. You guys wouldn't complain about this movie, would you? I'm complaining <laughs> about it right now. Yeah. So we get our Stephen King cameo. He's, uh, I thought he did a pretty good job. Yeah, I agree. He did good. Because Garrett, you don't like his Moss Man cameo in uh, Creepshow. Oh, it's so bad. I'm not a fan of that part. I think he might have learned to act a little better in the last 30 <laughs> I years. I thought he was fine in this. I thought he did a really good job. Um, granted, the heavy-handed, like, nah, the ending kind of sucked. You know, like, when he said that to Bill, I thought that was kind of a fun little nod. It's also nice knowing that that's the criticism he gets, and he's, like, ha- able to have fun with yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. So he he takes his bike back. He rides down the street, and then the kid I mentioned earlier who gets killed by Pennywise, who is also in the Chinese restaurant, when Richie freaks out on him, (laughs) because apparently this little kid was a fan of Richie's stand-up routine, he says a line, and Richie thinks the kid is Pennywise or or possessed by him or something. How'd you you know my name? The fun's just beginning, right? He said, he said, I think this is funny, right? Things, some sort of game, huh? Well, guys, be careful. I'm not afraid of you! The fun's just beginning. It's a line from your act, dude. I'm a fan. Are those your parents? Yeah. You want a picture? You okay, Dean? I think I'm good. Come on. Okay, cool. Good kid. Jesus, Richie, don't remember the line from your own show? Don't write my own material. Well, this same kid moved into Bill, Bill's old house. What are the odds? Very slim. <laughs> but that's what's happened. Um, it's dairy. Weird shit happens. That, while watching the movie, that actually didn't bother me at all. No, but. it didn't. It's just a funny coincidence, right? Yeah. Written in. Uh, Bill goes to the drain where Georgie was killed and he starts talking into his like, or he's having flashbacks of when mm-hmm. he went there as a kid. Uh, and then Pennywise starts talking to him. That's when the little kid comes out on a skateboard. He's like, why are you talking at that drain, mister? He's like, um, don't go near that drain. <laughs> There's like creepy stuff in there. If voices. only he was that yeah, calm. He, sa- he says, if you ever hear voices coming from that drain, run. And he's like, I only hear voices in the bathtub. And Bill's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. like He's like, what do you hear? He's like, little kids. And sometimes, uh, and then Bill's like, a clown? And the kid's like, yeah. And he's like, grabs his kid, starts shaking him. He's like, middle of the run. street, like shaking this yeah. v- child violently. It's like, it's like, Bill, calm down. He's like, lie to your parents. Tell them whatever you have to tell them. Get out of this town now. And I was like, I get it, but whoa, bro, I, that's pretty intense. I really wanted to see a scene where that kid was trying to convince his parents <laughs> to up and move out of town. I, I'm like, laughed I love that. when he told him to, you got to get out of town. I'm like, dude, the kid's like six. Like, yeah, can, I, w- I wanted to see the scene. <laughs> yeah. uh, some guy outside says we got to move. Like he's getting intense. I was like, this is the second time this kid's been accosted by this group <laughs> of people. Yeah, avoid these adults. Yeah, and he's they're like, not good. I got to go, sir. I'm going to the, the, the carnival. Yeah, there's like a fair going on. The Canal Fair. Um, and then Bill. Dairy Fred- Canal Days. And yeah. I was like, like some teenager wouldn't take that C off that sign and make it Dairy Anal Days. <laughs> I was like, come on, this is a small town. Someone's fucking with that sign. It's happened multiple times. <laughs> I'm sure you should have seen what it used to be called. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So Bill realizes that this kid is, is next on Pennywise's list and he makes his way over to the fair. And we have the, uh, the scene that was in the trailer where it's in like the fun house, right? He, he goes yeah. into the scary fun house 
house of mirrors type thing. A lot of smashing into the wall. Uh, he goes in there. First of all, you're being fucked with by a clown. Don't go into a giant fun house with a fucking mouth of a clown. You have to walk through. I feel like step one. You're done. Yeah, that's a that's a warning sign. But he really wants to save this kid. I know. My actual favorite part of this movie came when he went into that clown. Because he, he got have, knocked by the thing? No, he didn't have a ticket. And the guy's just like, hey, all right. I was like, <laughs> see, that's the minimum effort, minimum wage gets you. Love it. <laughs> he, he did exactly what he would in real life. Yes. All right. He's just getting in for free. <laughs> I loved it, dude. He was like, hey, okay. But I, if he's so intent on saving this kid because he sees his brother Georgie in this kid, right? Yeah. I mean, he's just like, I'm not going to let this happen again. Well, because when he's talking to the drain... Um, Pennywise says, because he's like, why, why did you take Georgie out of all the kids? And he's like, why? Because you weren't there to save him. That's why. And so Bill blames himself for not being there to save him because you find out later because he faked being as sick as he was because he didn't want to play with Georgie. Right. Which I think is an alteration also of the book. But that's it is, okay. It it's, is. Okay. Yeah. it's not a big deal. But yeah, so he wants to be there to save this kid because if he can save this kid the way he didn't save Georgie, he can redeem himself for what happened to Georgie. Yada, yada, yada. They're in the fun house. And does he save the kid, John? No. Is unfortunately, it a hall of not. Hall of glass. It was like a mix of both, right? Yeah. Okay. It was a maze. I've never been in a hall of mirrors before. They're not that cool. Okay. <laughs> I was like, also, they had a strobe light going in this dark scene. And I was yeah. like, if you have epileptic seizures or you suffer from me, you know, I was like, there needs to be a warning on this Truth. shit. Like I was watching it. Like I don't have that, but I was like, someone in here is having a seizure. <laughs> like that was so like blatantly yeah. like stroby. Seizure warning to all our listeners out there. Yeah. If you made it this far. <laughs> so this kid gets str- we told him to go see this movie before we gave him the warning <laughs> yeah. well uh, we're done whoops <laughs> strike one for us <laughs> yeah. uh, this kid because it's not a real like I guess Pennywise has got to be physically changing the layout which is why they never cross paths and eventually this kid just gets in, like tombed in these glasses and Pennywise comes up and just starts bashing himself against the glass breaking it while Bill's on the other side and he's trying to get in and he's like leave him alone I'm here now take me and Pennywise doesn't say shit he just keeps smacking his head against his glass and then that big old forehead. Yeah, it is a five head, if you will. <laughs> really creepy scene, excellently done, and then he eats the kid. He just straight up eats that kid. Yeah. That kid explodes. Blood it's splatter all over the glass. Crazy, man. Like in one bite, it's whew. And everybody in the theater was like, Oh, you yeah. could feel the like everybody in the just gasp almost like, oh, he did not get saved. Yeah, like, you oh, just no. don't see kids that age die like that in movies. So when he bites the little girl under the bleachers, it's kind of this like chomp and then cut away. Yeah. You know, this one, it's like this kid explodes like a water balloon filled with blood. It's like <laughs> splash. And you're like, holy shit. You do not lose that amount of blood and survive. No, that kid did not make it. <laughs> that kid blew up. There's no, <laughs> there's no losing blood there. What do you think the minimum wage guy did when he went into there to clean up? B was like, uh, quit. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> he was like, like, I ain't getting paid enough to clean up this He blood. left it for the day shift. That's yeah. just, it sounds like a problem for the night that's, shift. That's a morning like, shift. Day shift. That's a yeah. morning shift job. Why that's going on, why the whole thing with Bill is happening in the fun house, beforehand, he stopped by the hotel to like let him know, like I've got to go save this kid because everyone's grabbing their shit. And at this time, Richie's like still going to try to sneak away, which to your point, he's still like, I know I'm out of here. So he sneaks out the window with his stuff, gets in his car, starts to drive off. And you see Henry Bowers. Uh, yes. Trans Am out in the parking lot. And you're like, oh, shit. Henry Bowers is here. Eddie goes upstairs like, I just got to get my bathroom kit and then I'll be down and we can go. Runs up in the bathroom and then 
Henry Bowers is there and he's like, I got a job to finish. I'm not done with my job. And Eddie's like, what the fuck? And gets stabbed right through the cheek with yeah. uh, Henry's switchblade. Oof. Like, right. And he's like, I love the way they did this too because he was talking and he was like, yeah. like his voice was so like, you got stabbed in the jaw. Fucked up, man. So hard. I was like, oh my God. So he backs up into the shower. Yeah, I don't think Eddie thought it was real. I think he's like, oh, this might be like a Pennywise at first, right? That's why I think he uh, backs into you, the shower. When he first likes, like, right. He's like, this is some crazy shit. Let me just close my eyes and like come back to reality. Maybe, yeah, because he backs up into the shower because Eddie's like, give me my knife. Or Henry's like, give me my knife yeah. back. And he's like, what the fuck? So he closes the shower door and then Henry's like, give me my knife. And then Eddie just starts stabbing him. Just one Crazy. big chunk with the knife through like Henry's chest. He got him in the fucking heart, dude. It was he went to, dead he went the center. Bone, yeah. That thing is stuck in there because he like Henry starts backing up and he's pulling the shower curtain off the rings. Yeah. And then Eddie like goes downstairs with his like hand over his face. And like, what the hell happened to you? And he's like, <laughs> Henry Bowers is upstairs. Yeah. And then uh, Ben runs up there, looks out the window. And then Henry Bowers immediately recognizes Ben. Like yes, from the like, carving, carving the H in his stomach. So it is like this moment of like, holy shit, Henry's back on the prowl. Right. And despite being stabbed right in the heart, so you know some weird shit's happening because uh, Henry was able to jump out the window mm. and scurry off to uh, attack another he's day. He's definitely got either like the adrenaline or he's getting a little help from Pennywise. He's been blessed by the clown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's got that clown blessing. What can of you course, do? Of course, that's the power of clown. Um, so at this point he's like, I just got attacked by Henry Bowers and it's like, Oh my God. And he's like, where's Bill? And it's like, Bill just ran off to go save a kid at the carnival. And they're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Bill calls them and he's like, they, he just killed the kid right in front of me. He ate him and he exploded. And then they're like, he's like, I'm going to go fight Pennywise right now by myself. And everyone's like, hold up. You can't do that. Yeah, I, this is one of the moments where I think John is correct. We're doing kind of the same beats as part one because he did this exact same thing in part one. He's like, I'm going to run off, guys. Yeah. You don't come with me. And they're like, Bill, we're your buds. We're going voluntarily. Yeah, so they all go and meet him at the house, the, the Nybald house. And But again, I understand what you're saying, except for the fact the opening monologue of the, the opening narration of this movie is like, yeah, basically it's this cycle. It's like, we are who we are. These are the people we are, no matter how we try to get away from it. This is how we behave. And so I think everyone kind of acting secularly works to that overall theme. You're not wrong, but as people, we need to be able to grow and learn from lessons, right? I what's mean, your excuse then? <laughs> I, Boom, uh, nailed it. Uh, <laughs> Got him. No, no I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It was, that definitely felt like this is unnecessary. Yeah. We've done this song and dance for that one. It's literally, it's, it's and it's like five minutes of the movie, right? It's yeah. literally this much of the movie that really, like, you, this is part of the stuff that could have been cut. Agreed. To kind of shorten it down. I don't think we needed it. It didn't really add much to it. Yeah, for me anyway. Because he also the didn't get very far. He's like, I'm going to kill Pennywise by myself. And they, because he's on a bike and they're on a car. They get there at the exact same time. Which works. Fine. I mean, do the math. Yeah. Sure. That's but, just science. Yes. If bike is coming 600 kilometers away <laughs> and the car is 900 feet. Yeah, like whatever. As our resident math expert, <laughs> yes. Mark, you want to answer that one? I will continue writing bad math problems. <laughs> so they arrive at the exact same time. So it's not even like he got a little bit of action out of this de this decision he I would have liked this conversation to go different because she's like, no, we're here for you. You tried this before, but just like before, it's not your choice. And it's like, I wish that would have been much more like assertive of her like, go fuck yourself. Let's do this. Like right. you could have cut that down to like three lines, but we did get Richie being like, wait, what did I say? 
oh yeah, let's go kill this fucking clown. Oh, yeah. I love that line. I'm sorry. I don't so. know if I would have remembered that 27 years no. later. Like, what did I say again? Oh fuck. I well, everything's shit. coming back to him like a flood. They're all yeah. remembering. Yeah, he stuff. remembered all of his. The I don't want to die. Oh no, was it the dick measuring? Like. <laughs> Oh, uh, you he know, he did. He did go through a couple before yeah. he like realized when he walked when he walked past the movie theater um, in town in Derry. It said it was showing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street number five. On the other side, it said it chapter one. So he just Ooh. rewatched the movie. That's how he remembered what God. he said. Did it say it chapter one on the other side of the theater? No. <laughs> <laughs> just totally make that up. I know in the eighties it had uh, Nightmare Maybe, on Elm yeah. Street five yeah, yeah, to yeah, kind of yeah, basically yeah. time it right to no, date it. I was making that it. up. Oh, it sounded like it a did. fact. I was signed. I was, I was in. like, I was like, why wow, I missed that? That's an Easter egg. Love it. <laughs> there's some there's some blazing saddles level bullshit going on in this movie. <laughs> but yeah, so they all decide, okay, fine, we're going in to kill it. Oh, they're going to do the ritual because Mike's like, oh, because the reason they have to like that we have to go get Bill because if we don't do this ritual all together, then we're boned. And so right. it requires everybody in the group. We need all your tokens uh, with the memories and we're going to do the ritual of Chud. They go through the basement of the Niebold house, the one that the leper was at in movie one, down into the sewers. And then they find the trap door that Pennywise escaped in in movie one. And there's like some symbol on top of it. They, they yeah. go into the little like um, trap door, which looked like I thought was his like little like circus yeah, like I van. think that's where he did his performance and where Bev was floating in the sky when yeah. they found her in the first Yeah, because they're in that room. They're the, yes. yeah. the, they'll float down here room. And, and then they, they go like a subtle basement of that Yeah, room. and then they go all the way down. Like, and that, like, Mike's just like, cool, creepy cave. Gotta go. Let's go. And I was like, slow down there, buddy. <laughs> like, take a moment to, like... <laughs> Feet first. Like, I'm going in. Yeah. See you guys at the Yeah, outside. I thought it was going to be like a slide. It looked like he too. jumped down there, but then it cuts yeah, to Neil everyone. Goonies moment. That's what it looked like he did. Uh, well, I, saw, I saw the edges and the cracks. I was like, oh, they're going to climb down there. So I was like, but that's not secure. That's not safe. Someone's falling. I thought someone was going to fall and break an arm again. Mm. I thought Eddie was going to fall and, like, fuck up his arm again or something like that. I wouldn't that put it happen. past this movie. But they, they get down to where the crater hit, and that's where uh, Mike is like, this is where it hit millions of years ago. Right, talking about the, the Pennywise meteor. Yeah, and the sand has like turned into like metal. Like That was so cool, the yeah. heat of the, uh, the impact. like The sand got turned into like this metal spiked crown-looking thing. And that's where they set their magical chud urn. Yeah. And they proceed to burn every single item that they collected, their token, to... Draw in the, the deadlights because the deadlights, once they start the ritual of Chud, yeah. those lights come out of the sky and go straight into the urn and they close the lid on it. What did they expect to happen at this point? I think it, that's it. it. He's sealed in he, the urn. Done. Oh, that was just going to trap. Well, that's him. what yeah. that's what the, uh, the okay. vision at the beginning of the movie when Bill's tripping, they show that the lights go into the urn and the lid gets put on top. So I think he was like, that's yeah, the I think that's like the Ghostbusters. They got him in the trap. They're going to put this him in the containment unit. Yeah, the yes. ghost containment unit is where they'll dump him. The dead lights are green. The trap is clean. <laughs> Tell him about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? I wish the Ghostbusters showed up and zapped him. It no, a I much don't. shorter movie. It would have been. Uh, so they try to close it. Oh, what's this? A little red balloon <laughs> starts growing. I thought it was like an ooze. I thought it was I like a blob was thing. I was like, oh, cool. Another 50s throwback. And then I was like, oh, it's a red balloon that's like expanding from the top of this. And like, why isn't it working? It's like, I don't know. And then this balloon like blows up. Huge. I mean, it's a giant fucking balloon. Pops. So cool. And then Pennywise is the full on like spider monster, which we knew we were getting some kind of spider right. monster from. Yeah. But and he's then, also in a clown. He still has like clown appendages. Which I thought was great. The like, fact that they yes. like used his like costume as part of like his this visual. Is a, this is a far better choice 
than going with giant spider thing from the miniseries. Yes. I'm really glad that we still got him in his clown form. Skarsgård could still be the character. Mm -hmm. It didn't turn into some lame giant spider like in the original. I wish his head wasn't quite as big as it was. It looked a little too comical as big as the head was. Except, I mean, at that point, I didn't care. I was on board. Right. But visually... top heavy. Yeah, I wish wish he would have had a little bit smaller head just because it looked like it was so comically like oversized, big-headed, super deformed. I was like, oh, no. And they're they're sitting around going, it didn't work. What the fuck? And then Pennywise is like, hey, Mike, care to tell them why this didn't work, buddy? Yeah, what happened to the Native American tribe? And then it's like it cuts to that sort of same flashbacky trip scene. And, oh, they did close the lid. And then it opened up and Pennywise killed all of them. The ritual failed. And Mike scratched that shit off the side of the artifact so they wouldn't see it. Yep. Which basically is like, Mike, why did you even bother then? If you knew it wasn't going to work. Because he, he thought that the they didn't believe enough and that this group could do it. That oh. was his theory. That's what he said. He's like, we. I thought we were more powerful. And because we believed more, it would work. Which is all right, I guess. I mean. They were so preoccupied with whether or not they could. They didn't stop <laughs> thinking they should. They didn't believe they could. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> According to Mike. I was quite, that's really a stretch, dude. I'm going to put all my friends' lives in danger because yeah. I think this might work. He's a librarian in dairy. What else has he got going? <laughs> I mean, it plays, I understand where he's coming from. It kind of plays in within the rules that they then define later. It's just the wrong person had, was believing. So he was close. It's still, I mean, he's still lost due to the power of belief. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Bully your problems away. Um, So he starts terrorizing everybody and they kind of split off kind of like in movie one, right? They go off in different directions. We even get the triple door option that we got in movie one. Scary, not so scary, and then super scary or whatever. Very scary. And this is great because like earlier, like they're like, you know, we're going to find its true form down there. And he's, and then um, Richie's like, I hope it's a small dog, a puppy, <laughs> a Pomeranian. And like like making jokes, making levity jokes about the situation. Sure. And so like after they all split into their own thing, like um, Richie and um, Eddie, uh, Eddie, Eddie yep. run into the like the three door room thing again. And he's like, no, no, I've done this before. You don't want to take not scary at all. It's a trick. So they go to like scary. They go to very scary. And it's like the feet of fucking Betty Ripson from the first movie, like running at them, which it's is just a, a, it's just a torso and legs like running at them. Like yeah. there's no top half of this thing. Yeah. It's just like a waist down. And it was, it was, it's a callback from the first movie where they saw the top half of Betty Ripson under not scary at all. Then he's like, screw it. Let's run back to not scary at all. They open it up and it's a tiny little Pomeranian puppy. But then they're like, we know your tricks. Yeah. We're I love, I love you. the fact that like, Eddie's like, I'm not falling for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, that's cool. And then that dog turns into a nightmare fuel monster. Oh, freaked yeah. me out. Once again, creature effects are on point in this film. Giant yeah. wear dog thing. And they immediately shut the door and was like, oh, we can go back now. Let's go backwards. Yeah. yeah let's just go yeah. back the way we came. And it's funny because like, I won't fall for that again. And I can't remember if it's Richie or Eddie goes like, again, no, like, we're done. <laughs> Next time we're, we're not doing this scary. a third time. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, ben and Beverly are off experiencing their own like individual tortures where Ben is getting encased in sand, like a like quicksand almost where yeah. the fort was. And Betty, or, or I'm sorry, um, Bev. Beverly is back inside the bathroom. She got the gross dirt water dumped on her when she, in movie trash one. trash water, yes. Yeah. yeah. And which I thought were pretty cool effects is they kept like pushing the door open and it kept changing the face of her tormentor. Yeah. So it'd be like her dad. And then it was the girl that was yelling at her. And then it was the guy behind the, uh, the pharmacy table. Yeah. Cause he's playing into the fears. Pennywise playing into the fears and, 
and it's filling up with blood and she's about to drown. But I guess they realize they're close enough to each other and together they're going to win, right? Well, so it's the power start, of love. Right? She like, hears him when he's like, oh, I love you, Bev. And then she's like, snaps out of her fear or whatever. Yeah. Well, she realizes there's there's someone who legit like loves cares, her, like yeah. not like a fucking predator monster. So yeah. that was her Achilles heel for that. And Ben's was... You know, like you're, no matter how thin you get, you're still going to die alone and fat, you know, because your self doubt and all that stuff like that. And he realizes, oh, no, wait, my friends in Beverly who like her token was the note, the poem that he wrote all that time. He's like, I won't. So he yeah. finally calls out. They had this moment where it was a beautiful transition. The style where she busts oh, open yeah, the yeah. door the visual, and then like the blood goes into the, yeah. like, the dirt. Cinematography and like, on this Great, great, great moment there. So they get out of that, and then ben, we get this we scene. We skipped with, over it, and we don't have to go into detail, but Ben's token scene was actually my favorite one. I thought that was the most tense one where he's getting chased through the school. Oh, yeah, yeah. That he's was a summer tremendous, school, and, and Beverly yeah. shows up and kind of like, like, no one's going to like you. You're yeah. too fat. And then he's you like know. hiding in this supersized locker. Really but great. When Beverly's head was on fire, I think that was one of the weaker effects. I will say that was the one effect that I was yeah. like, eh. I like, liked it. Yeah. It looked cool. I was like, oh, cool. She became Ghost Rider. But, um, <laughs> but no. It, Kiss that, me, fat boy. Yeah, I'm yeah. January Embers also. Haha. Yeah, that, that was his point because <laughs> yeah. of January. I liked it. I thought it was well done. It, did, it didn't detract, but it definitely, as you, as you said, it probably was the weaker effect out of all the ones yeah. I saw in the film. And again, we're, we're just hit over the head with the poem January Embers over and over and over again until this movie closes out. Like, this is the stuff I would have cut down on. Um, so let's round this out, right? We get all our characters back in the main room. Right. Mm-hmm. Eddie is just paralyzed with fear at this point. He's like, we're going to die anyway. And then him and Richie like have this heart to heart, like, dude, come on, man. Let's get with it. Let's get it together. And that's, remember? like That was earlier. That was before that's, they go downstairs. Yeah. Because in the house, Eddie freezes straight up. Because remember, Stanley's head rolls out of the um, fridge and grows the spider legs and is yeah, attacking yeah. him. And then Eddie will not grab the knife and stab it while Richie's getting attacked. Um, and so Bill like freaks out. him. he's like, what the fuck, dude? You got to be involved. And then like, he's like, don't be mad at me, Bill. I'm sorry. And he's like, okay, you're right. This is what we shouldn't be doing. So as they're going downstairs, uh, about to go into the, uh, the little, like the first drop down cave. He's like, I can't um, do this. He's like, I can't do this. And that's when Richie's all like, who killed a fucking clown when he was 13 years old? Who did this? Who married a woman 10 times his body mass? And like, basically like kind of like, Hey, yeah. you got this man. Before I, they went I believe in you. Pennywise's nest. Yes. Before they go down to the, the crater site. And so he convinces Eddie to go down there and Beverly, as they're going down says here, take this piece of metal. If you believe in it, it'll kill it's monsters. It's the fire poker from the first movie. Yes. Right. Yeah. And she's like, if you believe in it, it can kill monsters. And so at this point, Mike is now in the grasp of the giant Pennywise. Yeah, Mike never thing. like left the room and then he does. Yeah, he was hiding. Yeah, he does something. He makes some sort of stupid sound that I was like, Mike, oh, bad move, dude. <laughs> and he gets just, yeah, captured like Garrett said. Yeah, and so at this point, Eddie's like, if I believe it'll kill monsters. No, Richie starts throwing rocks. Oh, that's right. Richie, Richie like throws back rocks to the rock him. fight yeah. thing. Yeah, which was great. Um, And throw a rock at Pennywise and Pennywise pisses Pennywise off and uh, he throws Mike. Mike, looks at Richie and deadlights. That's right. Gets Richie in the deadlight. Great scene. I loved it. Super cool. Because Pennywise's clown face, like, 
grows and enlarges into this. Opens long up into a sandworm, yeah. like it's, Beetlejuice um, sandworm. Yeah, Beetlejuice is what I was thinking of. Yeah. But the, was cool, and this effect was amazing. Like I got to give. I could give a shit less about the turtle at this point because <laughs> the way they did the like the deadlights floating behind it yes. and the lights went through the back of Pennywise's head and focused through his mouth to like trance. That was really the cool. kids like that was such an amazing thing. So Bill Hader is so close. So close to getting <laughs> so that damn turtle. To the turtle God damn it. So close to getting that turtle. <laughs> Um, there's a, I got a fix for you. It's a movie called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You can get All the four turtles. of those motherfuckers. Nope, too many. Yeah, too, many turtles. Shells, has too many turtles. Too many turtles. Too many turtles. So that scene was great. But yeah, he gets in the deadlights and Eddie then throws where, the poker yeah. into the mouth of Pennywise, breaking the trance. And then he's like, I killed him. I killed him, Richie. I did it for you. And then bam, spike right through. Did not expect that. Eddie's back. Like just boom. Pennywise impales the shit out of Eddie. Yeah, he's got these giant long talons at this point like yeah. kind of like a like a praying mantis yeah. type thing and he just stabs at when we say spider he just has multiple legs he's like a giant insect space monster yeah uh but the fire poker is effective enough to where it wounds him and he falls back and like impales himself mm-hmm. on what garrett was describing as the lava frozen in place when it impacted the crater well the, the sand that's turned into metal correct yeah, yeah. Um, so he's struggling to get off that uh that off that spike and i guess is this at the point where our crew learns that Oh, we need to not have him be so big, so we need to shrink him down to size. Right, because right. the... We beat him before when he was small. The Native just, American saying, right, where it's like everything has to abide by the rules of the object it, it inhabits. inhabits. Yes. So they're like, right, if he's Which small... Which is a human clown. Right, he has to be small. Right, so their first inclination is let's get out of this large cavernous room. Let's bring him into one of the smaller, you know, rooms in the cave. We'll shrink him down. We'll kill him. Right. But they can't do it because Pennywise beats them to the punch and, and cuts them off at, at the exit. And they're like, there's another way to make people small with words. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yep. what they proceed to do is yell him and tell him he's nobody. He's nothing. He's just a small man. But clown this thing. is great, though, because in the context of the fact that everyone's called them losers. And there's also this great scene where Stan, they cut back to Stan's bar mitzvah. He gives this little speech where he's a kid. And um, Richie sees this and he's like, look, I'm supposed to become a man today, but I don't feel like a man. I'm a loser. I'm always going to be a loser in your eyes. But you know what? That's what empowers me. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I would have cut so that scene. It's important because at this point they're like, you know what? We've all been told we're losers. But the thing is, is like we we can be empowered by these words or we can be hurt by these words. And so they try they use the things that were used against them to fight back against the stuff that's made them afraid. And so that's. As you guys said, they they verbally bully Pennywise into sure a super small form. And then Mike just reaches in his gooey chest and pulls out a heart. Kalima. Kalima Shakti Okay, you can just reach into this thing. Indiana Jones in this shit. Yeah. Kali mons the heart right out of his chest, and Pennywise is looking sad and pathetic. He's like, please don't. Please leave me alone. <laughs> then he eats it. He does not eat it. That was a fake spoiler. No, yeah, so he pulls it out. He doesn't eat it, as John <laughs> said, but they, they join hands together and they, as, as a, a group, group squish it. Yeah. Which is pretty okay. grody. Yeah. And then Pennywise glosses over and, and turns into ash and starts fading away. Which he kind of did in the first one yeah. after he was defeated. And I'm really happy that they carried over the effect that they did from the first movie where anytime he was bleeding or anything that was otherworldly, the blood would go to the ceiling, like dripping yes, upwards like instead that. of down. Got a lot more of that in this film, which mm-hmm. I appreciated. Side note, where Pennywise grabs like one of them and says, 
let's go down. Or instead of float, he said, let's. Oh, it's time, time to, to sink. sink. It's time to sink. And I was and like, they go in the water, which is right. surrounding the, before they get into the cave yeah. where, um, before they burn their tokens. Yeah. It's yeah. in the original room yeah, right. where they, I just wanted to note that. I was like, Oh, he did the other thing. Ooh, he, did he knows reverse. He knows float and sink. <laughs> Ooh, the <laughs> duality. The it's amazing. They beat him. So they leave the cave. They go up to where they jumped into the river Canyon thing in the first movie. They do it again, and then we have a very, very unnecessary long underwater kiss with Ben and Bev. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure people think it's very romantic. I was just like, that does not seem practical. Uh, oh, it wasn't. It, that was for pure visual. Yeah, no one's holding their breath that long, especially because Ben was surprised dunk underwater. So, Hey, Tony, you know what people love? That Shape of Water movie. What if we replace that fish man with a fat kid and we just make him kiss? Those January embers were so hot that they needed to drown oh, them Jesus out. Jesus oh. Mark, that was amazing. It's, <laughs> it's hyper-oxygenated water. <laughs> so, right, now that we're, we're wrapping the movie up, right? Well, now. we get Richie breaks down. Once he like realizes that Eddie's gone, he like loses it. He starts bawling and crying, which again should have been a fucking point of interest for me, but I still missed it. You didn't but think yes. it was odd of how much he was so sad that this Eddie dude died? Like he I was also not when he went to the bridge and carved in R plus. Well, e. that was at the very end. That no, was the very it, end. It was in the beginning. He too. started a... doing it, but you didn't see the other initial. Oh, okay. So yeah. he just did the R and then plus, plus. and then he ran away because okay. he was too afraid to be himself. But also a hint. Yeah. Again. I missed every every subtle or blatant hint that basically Richie was into Eddie. I missed it because everyone was all like, when he did the token thing, like, here, why don't you play another game? And he's like, get away from me, trying to like fall in love with me, blah, blah, blah. And then he runs out crying. I was all like, well, that seems like a bit of an overreaction. It was like, because he was he was gay and he just didn't know how to admit it to himself as the kid. And I was like, it all makes sense once it was explained <laughs> to me. Like, I was like, oh, the pieces all fell into place. But I was like, how did I miss this for three hours? I thought that was really cool. I thought all the outros, the, the kiss underwater, that stuff was a little bit, as you said, long. But I thought everyone's outro of kind of how they progressed after that was good. I thought it was a real nice bookend. But then we get the Stanley note that he sent to everybody. Right. Which I already said my piece on, so I will not rehash. Yes. <laughs> and then it's voiceovers like, we may be losers, but... That's what We're makes not us gonna strong. be losers yeah. anymore. Kind of message going on, like don't get bullied. Basically, yeah. you it's can't like, say it's losers. Like, that's our word. It's like <laughs> it's like you know, while people may bully us and think we're losers, that if we if we can believe in ourselves and each other, that's what can empower us to be stronger by being losers. You know, so it's that whole message at the end. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fucking great. I would recommend the hell out of this movie. I'd recommend it too. I think if definitely if you've seen the first one, you might as well finish it. I think for the most part, the movie works. I'm not particularly thrilled with the change to Pennywise, but I understand things are ad adapted right. to fit a director's vision of what this is going to be. If there's a deleted scene where they talk about this motherfucking turtle. It will raise it a point in my book. Right okay. now, I'm with John. It's at a three out of five. Which is six out of ten. Yeah. It's it's good. You should watch it. If, if for anything, Bill Skarsgård's performance yes. and Bill Hader's performances are just top notch. Some of the best acting I've seen this year comes I'm, from those two guys. I'm putting it at four out of five, eight out of ten. Wow. I mean, again, if for three hours, it was solid. The pacing was solid. I mean, there's never a moment where I was like, go, enough, we're done with this. I mean, the the end in the, the lake, the quarry lake, yeah. that part went on. They could have cut that down by like two minutes and I would have been just fine. But um, it's a nice like relaxation moment after all the intensity we just went through for what felt like 35 minutes. I'll give it. I, I would tepidly recommend it. Like Mark said, if you saw the first one, you may as well finish out the series. Um, but may, 
maybe you know you could wait till it's no leprechaun four no it is definitely not a leprechaun four i would definitely watch Leprechaun. and all john's credibility is shot Uh, (laughs) he's like that's a tight 62 minutes boys (laughs) exactly my kind of film creature effects Uh, that puts it to shame no it's creature effects were above board i cannot say anything negative about that i just did not like the pacing and tonal shifts again i'm not gonna say you're wrong i didn't have any of those problems but i mean i can see how you could think that is this you know, personal choice, yeah. you know, personal stuff, which is fine. I mean, overall, for a Stephen King movie, a Stephen King movie based off a huge ass book like that, can you think of a better Stephen? King? Okay, not counting your weird, like <laughs> little boner with the stand. Yeah, I was like, yeah, duh, the stand miniseries. <laughs> I, mean, I know I had to get in front of that bullet train. Can you think of a better Stephen King adaptation? No, not off the top of my head. I think we're moving into a new Stephen King renaissance where we might start getting better adaptations of these books. I thought Pet yeah. Cemetery was pretty good for what it was, too. It was fine. We enjoyed it. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. A um, couple things I got that I wanted to mention. Uh, we did finally get to see bird form of it. In the trippy sequence, he comes in as a as the like three-eyed oh, raven, yeah. kind of like what terrorized Mike in the book. Yep. Yeah, I was like very happy to see that. Uh, additionally, this movie was originally four hours long. The first cut of this movie was stretched to four hours. Oh, I can't wait for the extended cut. What could they have? <laughs> That's all the turtle scenes. It's all the turtle shit, like, bro. Cut out all the stuff I wanted. Two hours of turtles. <laughs> um, A turtle compendium that you can <laughs> press pause now and start yeah. your chapter two of your it's turtle It's like the DVD. Moby Dick of turtle movies, right? It tells you all about turtles, their history, <laughs> biology. It's a choose your own adventure on the DVD menus. Do you want the turtle shit or not? The thing is, you uh, no. know me in backstory. I love that shit. I'll eat it up like like crazy lore history. Fine. Have it do. Have Morgan Freeman come out and be like, for the next 20 minutes, I'm going to tell you about the history of a turtle. I'd be like, fine. This is cool. I feel for the, the confines of this movie and the fact that it was already three hours long. I feel like it's something that, you know, if you're going to cut, that's the thing to cut. There's a four-hour version. You know we're getting some turtle shit in that. We'll see. I don't. You know we're getting some turtle stuff in <laughs> it's that. It's going to be an hour of January. I was going to say, you're going to see him write the poem, <laughs> uh, all the different versions that Select he used. Select the ballpoint pen. Yeah. What it's Richie's full post-cards. set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, it's his, it it's his Netflix comedy special just mashed in the middle of the movie. I would watch that. <laughs> So uh, a couple of weeks back, there was some internet buzz going on that the director came out and said he believes that we can have more Pennywise. He's saying that there's plenty of Pennywise tales that we could still commit to screen potentially. More of like his terrorization of people in the past. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of this? No. Yeah. I am I th- on board. I, I think it'd be I'm fine. 300% on board because you take away the trappings of the book you can let Bill Skarsgård be Pennywise more, which is ultimately what I want more of. Yeah. I'm on board. Make your own It mm, movie. I'm this on, is how we it. end up with It 7. Uh, Pennywise takes New York and we're fucking... It happens. Yeah. <laughs> right, I guess it'd be It 8 in this case. Uh, and it's like, no, thank you. Or you're going to get some shitty it Pennywise backstory where you're supposed to feel sorry for Pennywise because he was beat up. No, I like just... I feel unknown. like we're going into Joker territory. The new yeah. Joker movie. Don't get me wrong. The new Joker movie looks sick. I'm so excited to see it. I think it's going to be a solid flick. But... When you get to a point 
where you have to explain and delve so much into the backstory of a character, you lose. Like again, we don't need to know why Joker becomes crazy. He's just crazy. I'm, I'm cool with the movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm down with yes. this movie. But I'm saying we don't need to know the sympathetic history of this character. To your point, Mark, I'd love to see an 1800s Pennywise terrorizing like when he first joined the circus and the shit that he did there. I think that'd be a great like idea. Do you ever do you but think he really I was think in the less circus? Is, think less is more sometimes. Yeah. I think less is more sometimes. And I think the less we know about this character, the more en enigmatic he is, the more we know, the less yeah, magical he becomes. I don't disagree with you, but this time I do disagree with you. Because um, <laughs> I don't technically disagree, but let me disagree with no, what you I, just I, said. I understand your point, but I, I think in this instance, I don't think they would make him a sympathetic character. There's nothing there to make I He's hope, not human, sure. first off. Yeah. And secondly, here's what the director had to say. Oh, boy. He said, this is the end of the journey of the Losers Club against Pennywise, but as we all know, the mythology is very rich, and in Stephen King's book, Pennywise has been around for millions of years. He's been in contact with humans for at least 500 years, and he always comes back every 20 27. So if you go back and back and back, you see there's a lot of potential drama. And I think that's all I really want. They're yeah. not going to, they don't have to delve into him more about like before he got to earth. It's literally just giving them a vehicle to bring in the clown, creep more people out and then see how that resolved itself in that particular time period. Question. Would you feel the same knowing we're not going to get turtles? Because you don't want that backstory. You don't yes. want that whole history. Yes, you just want the clown terrorizing people. Yes. I'm okay with it. Cool. I again, I like the idea. I would actually watch the shit out of like a, an, an early turn of the century Pennywise, but we have to be careful because again, like there's so many franchises that I'm like, I love Bad Boys. We get Bad Boys Three coming out. So, by the way, Bad Boys Three is coming out. Oh, I'm so dude, stoked! It's gonna be so funny. But I'm so fucking stoked. For this. But again, though, <laughs> if we had stopped at Bad Boys One, I'm cool with this. Like, you know, I just think it's a it's a slippery slope. There's a potential to get to Jason Goes to Manhattan, but yeah. all the ones before Pennywise Goes to Manhattan. You get uh, all the ones before. I'm, I'm, well, that's a hit or miss as well, but I'm on board. All the way up to six is enjoyable. Uh, I'm on board if they guarantee me Pennywise is going to space. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, right. you in space. All right, that's enough of this then. Okay. <laughs> well, he was from space, so arguably you already got, got it. Yeah, okay. No, he's out of all back. the monsters, he makes more sense to go to space than the rest of them, right? Other than alien yeah yeah do you think pennywise creature knew the monster from the thing since they're both from space and they're both millions of years Dude, old everyone from space is friends you think they both hit at the same time do you think it was a race to who get to earth first i'm sure there's some sort of intergalactic planet where you all have to meet up and get your plane tickets to each individual planet kind of like an airport yeah so yes i'm sure they've crossed <laughs> paths in the intergalactic they're, airport right, they're probably all in also the intergalactic legion of evil villains can't say doom that's copyrighted but <laughs> <laughs> they know each other yeah okay oh i know what it is um when pennywise left the thing moved into his house what if it's a Richie Eddie situation and Pennywise is completely into the thing monster and he followed him? That's why he came to Earth. Maybe it's a single white female situation. It is gay for the thing. Ooh, no, maybe. the thing is, I think the thing, the thing loves it. Yeah, it. It came here to try to escape. And the thing's like, oh, if you think you're leaving Look, this who, planet. Who are, we, who are we to like, you know. They're not that progressive out in space. <laughs> All right. Well. I would not watch that movie. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> the thing, it crossover? You wouldn't watch no, it? No, I don't think so. Okay. Fit, if you would. <laughs> fit. <laughs> Stephen King's Fit. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.